Look, people in the chat are missing foghorns right now, so... Are, are they? Like, Is that nope. the thing that they're missing? Not anymore, now that I've actually unmuted us so they could hear David's... There you go. <laughs> it's actually not a foghorn. It's actually a tuba. It's a tuba store next to a gas station. That's what the dinging in the foghorn is, so... That's where they sell tubo wares. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Okay. How's the volume for us, guys? Are are they louder than us? I mean, are Tubo and David louder than me? Or are, they louder than or, or are we about the same volume for you guys? I know people have been saying that I've been quieter a little bit recently. Yeah, tell James if he's quiet. Can't hear Tubbo yet. I'm here. I'm talking. I promise I'm here. Tubo. Okay. Uh... Talk again, David, really quick. Hello. It's video games. Talking about video games. Okay. This week, it's video good. game. Okay. Yeah, Tubo is definitely lower than everybody else, and I can't raise you anymore. I can I can move my mic closer to my face. Yeah, just Oh, do you that. know what? I might not even have my software turned on. That's probably the issue. Oh, okay. well, there you go. That is 100% the issue, and it's going to be fixed in about five seconds. Hello, do you have software to use? 1-1000, 2-1000, 3-1000, 4-1000, 5-1000. Damn, the software didn't load fast enough. Who has there software? Now, right. now I should be sounding much better for everyone in the whole I, world. I'm telling you, your software sounds exactly the same to me. Well, maybe to you, but to everybody else, it should sound different. I'm more interested in Tubo's hardware, to be honest with you. Uh, my hardware? I have the Shure MV7 microphone. It's very fancy. Comes mm -hmm. with its own software. <laughs> That's what I call it, too. Anyways, let's get started. Welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name is James Chen, and I am joined by Mr. Ultra David and Mr. Tubaware. How's everybody going out there? Hope everybody's doing well. What do we got going for us today, Mr. David? Well, I got a lot going for me today. For example, I chicken-butted Hanzo Gonzo yesterday via Discord. First <laughs> That's off... my big news. He got chicken off. That was yesterday, so that doesn't count as today. I'm still Secondly, riding high, I saw the real screenshot. I saw what Hanzo Gonzo posted, and Carter has no reason to lie, whereas a lawyer has every reason to lie. So I'm going to believe that Carter told the truth in his screenshot, and you did not chicken butt him. Okay, but here's the rules to chicken butt. It's guess what, and then the next person, if they say what, regardless of what comes after, they are thereby chicken butted. Even if they say, what's up? No, I'm sorry. You have already been chicken butted. You can't cover it up with some other words. Did you edit out the apostrophe S up? 
I, you know, I mean, hey, anyway, here's what we got going on today. We have Guilty Gear Strive we're going to be talking about. There's a delay. Hang on, and hang on a second. On. Hang on a second. You can't claim victory on a guess what chicken butt if there's an edit to it. But I didn't. Not that there was an edit, but I didn't need there to have been an edit to have won. <laughs> All right, congratulations to me for chicken budding Hanzo Gonzo. We're also going to be talking about some DBFZ stuff. We have an interview today with Devil May Care, who's going to be talking about Killer Instinct and the event that he was helping to run, which was super cool over the weekend, DMC 3v3. We have some five fives lined up where we're going to be talking about FGC-related topics, some of them picked by you, some of them by us, including this one. Should forums make a return? There's other game news. There's a lot of game news. We're going to be talking yeah. about a lot of different games today. There's a lot of really cool stuff that's going on. There's a little bit of community stuff. There are a couple of upcoming things to talk about. And then we have some barn burners in the mailbag today. Oh, oh, barn no. burners. <laughs> our, our good old friend Ryan Kazmer showed up strong. And oh, God. God. He's, oh, no. he's got a real winner in there, as does Rachel, which is cool. So does Keats. There's actually some cool stuff in there. But yeah, let's begin by <sighs> talking about the first thing that we have up on the top left yes stage left wait no stage, stage right now i'm completely screwed you don't up even there. know what's going on i don't even know but i do know that guilty gear strive unfortunately is delayed uh why come do we have to talk about that we sure do this is <laughs> i'm so sad about it it is very saddening they put out a message on march 3rd saying We've made the tough decision to move the release date of Guilty Gear Strive, previously planned for April 9th to June 11th, 2021. Since we have received valuable feedback after the recent open beta test, we would like to make the most of this opportunity to provide the best game possible. We need extra time to polish some aspects of the game, such as the online lobbies and the server's stability. We believe it best to use the extra time to improve the game's quality and provide a better experience to all our players. So it's a short statement, but... There's quite a bit that's packed into there. Most importantly, obviously, it's delayed for two months. Right, it's coming out in June now rather than in April. April soon. April it would have been a month from today. Yeah, it would have been, and it would have been fantastic, and we could have talked about that. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen then. It's going to happen on June 11th, and they specifically say we need extra time to polish some aspects of the game, such as the online lobbies. Yeah. And the server's stability. They're being pretty explicit right there. Uh, in further news, there was uh, the New Game Plus Expo where they were talking about some more stuff. Director Akira Katano said, Right now we are exploring the possibility of a second open beta test. There, of course, we could not only look into the server that we had, but also the possibilities of improving the lobby experience. So again, the lobbies pop up. Yeah. And what do you all think? I mean, I think that's awesome. I'm glad to hear them say that because the lobbies were not great. <laughs> the lobbies could have been a lot better and they were clunky to say the least. So, you know, again, you know, we talk about this every time a game comes out and we're, and, and it's bad and we're like, oh God, I wish they would just, you know, delay the game, please. I'd rather have... And so for me, hearing them say this and the server stability and everything and trying to improve the lobbies... I am so for this right now. I mean, you know what? We have so many fighting games right now. 
I can bide myself another two months for Guilty Gear Strive to come out and have a stronger lobby and more stable servers and everything. So, I mean, I just love their transparency. I just love the fact that they're being so open, that they're talking about it, and that it sounds like they are doing everything they can to try to make this the best experience possible. More power to them. That's all I'm saying. So... <laughs> I uh, I full heartedly disagree with this decision. Do you really? I know I really do. Like even like outside of being a fan and um, you know being disappointed, of course. Like I'm very glad that they're being transparent. I'm very glad that they're recognizing this problem and fixing it, particularly the online lobbies and, and the server connection. However, I truly feel like what well, like, one uh, before I get into this, how funny is it? that their game got delayed after they made fun of cyberpunk. <laughs> that's right. Eat it, suckers. Eat it, suckers. Like, come on. That's just, that's funny. I had not about that, but yeah, you're right. Um, outside of that, though, so now that they delayed this game two months, now they have to get it right on release day. They have to. They can't. If you don't get this right on release day now, everybody's pissed off. Everybody's mad. If I turn on that game on midnight, June 11th, and I can't sign into the server and play people right away, and the lobbies aren't lagging all over the place, like, it better be fixed 100% if you're going to lay the game for two months. Because I feel, since there are, like, no joke, like four other ways, I think, to join people and play with your friends already in the game, this is something that they, that they could have fixed as the game was already released. They didn't mean to make us wait two months and then, because the lobbies didn't work, you could get matches through training mode, you had private servers in lobbies that you could go into, um, I'm pretty sure there was like another type of matching, like, you didn't have to use those lobbies. You didn't have to. It's something they could have worked on as the game was out, patched over the course of three or four months, taking their time with it, because now they have to get it right on the first try or people are going to riot. So that's why I think it's a really bad decision. But what about what about the server stability stuff, though? Uh, I I'm not gonna pretend like I know how servers work, uh, <laughs> but from my understanding, when the server gets to capacity, it it breaks down, right? So it sounds like they need to add more because they didn't expect so many people to be interested. That's yeah. all it seems like to me. But I know jack shit about that stuff, so <laughs> I'll let experts talk about servers and all that. Yeah, I, th uh, I think the issue is that they need to add a few more tubes. They need to dig in there a little bit. Exactly. Add some more tubes. Um, look, I, I think there was already going to be a lot of anger if things didn't work out. If it was April 9th and you tried to get in there, and without them having announced any of this, right? And you tried to get in there and the lobbies were still weird and the servers were still funky, everybody would be mad. You're right, they'll be mad if that happens also in June, but like it already would have been the case. So I would rather them try to avoid that. We're really looking forward to Strive, right? People who are like super dedicated fighting game players, we're all looking forward to Strive, even if you're not somebody who's played gear very much in the past. It's super cyclical. But for most of the gaming community, like most of their sales, honestly, it's something that maybe people are looking forward to but aren't like pining for in the same way that we might be and so delaying by a couple of months yeah it's frustrating for us but i do feel that that's going to be better to just have a product that works 
on launch, even if it takes a couple more months. So I'm fully in favor of it. In fact, if it required them to take another two months, I'm on board. Oh no, David, Take stop, as please. much time <laughs> no. as you need. Stop it. Take as much time as you need. If this I, comes out and it is Street Fighter V season one, and it's it, the gameplay aside is one of the worst fighting game packages to have been launched in modern time. If if that's what happens, I, big, I can big tell lock. you from playing the beta. I know you didn't get a chance to play. Yeah. I can tell you from playing the beta that they could release that game and it will be a million times better than Street Fighter V launch game. Because uh, I mean, you can actually play people. You could not play people in Street Fighter V when it launched. Yeah, but it was also not a good game at launch. It's true. They had to and, extend... And, and that, caused a lot of, that caused a lot of problems. People were really mad. It got a ton of negative publicity. It, it was not just about the gameplay, obviously, in that case, right? It was other stuff, too. But that I think you're right that Strive's not going to have problems. They have a story mode, for example. They have an arcade <laughs> mode, yada, yada. They have a but phenomenal training mode. They have a lot of stuff going right for them already. But if they screw it up, whereas they could just release the game in like a working capacity, I really feel like it's better for them and for us if it just works. Yeah, I mean, look. The, do what you got to do, man. The thing, the thing is, like, they extended the beta just a little bit because the servers were down for so long. Adding more servers isn't necessarily going to fix the problem. Because, honestly, even if you get to capacity, it shouldn't fold, right? Like, that's the problem, is that it literally folded when too many things got in there. It's not it's not good enough right now. And uh, if they can take the time to fix the servers a little bit more, that's they just have to figure out a way to handle the load a little bit better. And if... Uh, I, I really do agree with David. If it comes out in April and nobody can get online, that's that's DOA, right? Like, it's got to work better than the beta was working in in terms of uh, in terms of the way the servers connected. I do think that they should actually drop another beta because they need to test the fixes, the changes that they made to the server, and maybe even test the changes to the lobby system. For me, I'm more concerned about the, the the server setup. I mean, I want them to make the lobby system work because, like I said, I'm behind the decisions on the lobby despite the fact that they've implemented it very poorly. But the interesting thing is between the first iteration of the lobby and the second iteration of the lobby, you can see they were trying to change things already. If they can keep trying to come up with more ideas on how to fix it, then I think that's great. But to have the game come out as stable as possible of an online experience will change a lot if it comes out and it's not stable at the start it's going to look bad and uh you can tell arxis really wants to knock this out of the park really badly <laughs> yeah i feel that they view it as potentially transformative for them which is maybe right because it's so pretty and it's just like a uniquely gorgeous and interesting looking game that if it is really really well done i could see it picking up a lot of people in a way that gear just hasn't really in the past as good and pretty as those games have been it hasn't been as popular as many other fighting games especially in the west but even in japan um so i i feel like this is a big opportunity for them and if it doesn't go well at launch that's going to be taken down a notch mm -hmm. i still think it's going to be successful you know it's it's, it's going to sell over term as well or it's not going to be all immediate 
So I still think it's going to be successful, even if it does come out and it's like a little bit funky in whatever way. But you know that that will create some negative publicity that they don't need. They would rather have all pu- all positive publicity, of course. And yeah, I feel like it could be a big opportunity for them. So I, I get why they're taking it seriously like that. Tubbleware, and I definitely agree that there should be a second beta. I mean, it Listen, sounds like there should be it. a beta that comes out April 9th and runs until June 10th. All right. <laughs> And okay. it should be updated regularly. That's how I feel, because I am upset. That actually, well, I, obviously I'm on board with that, but they kind of did that when it came to the Plus R beta, so yeah, why not? Yeah, that would be dope if you like pre-order the game to get in the, the secret early beta. That would be sick. That would be super sick. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with anything you guys said. Like, yeah. It's not like you're saying dumb stuff. Yeah. I just... I feel like once if, if they put out the game on April 9th, as long as you could log in and join and play with your friends and stuff, like if the if the lobby didn't work, sure. I, I, I don't think it's a big deal because there's so many other ways in the final version of the game to play with other people. Like you didn't have to go in the lobbies. That's like my main argument. Is yeah. the one thing it seems like they're delaying for seriously is the lobby system. Because I I, I think that probably would take the most work to but I again, I don't know shit yeah. about. I mean, my, my biggest, my biggest concern is I'm not sure exactly how the lobby works in terms of going to training mode and waiting for matches. There, I don't know if that just puts you in the lobby you were assigned to. No, it, just... it, it doesn't. It, I tested it out. Uh, there's oh. a there's a separate pool of players joining through training mode than from the we're in the lobby. See, that's completely seems... in total. Like a mistake, but <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound great either. To well, I mean, but the, the lobbies don't work, so <laughs> you think they they don't work as is? You think they were going to be able to make them work? So if you're in training mode, you randomly match with somebody in the lobby? No way. That's what I thought no they way. did. But, I mean, okay. absolutely, it would be very possible no to do that, right? Because if you just make it so that your character is in your lobby. Swinging the no, sword. I mean it would be positive. I'm saying they were not going to do that. That's like very serious development time. I no, think. no, that's what I mean. I think it's very possible. I think it's possible oh. now, and I that I, that doesn't sound like it's as hard to do. I, but I mean, I I played I played like the same person, no joke, 17 times in a row because we were the only people searching through training mode. So well, hmm. it sounds like they might need to build a new series of tubes through that part of sounds the game like as that, well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, that's not the only stuff that's going on for Strive. Is there anything else to say for this part of it? Nope. Bummer. Obviously bummer, but, you know. Very sad. All right. Let's talk about the other stuff for Strive. They showed off Eno and Anji gameplay. What do you think about these two characters? Huh? 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 You know, so I was real sad when she got leaked because I was like, man, I don't want Eno in this game. I want brand new characters or somebody who's never been played before, whatever. Yeah. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, holy shit, this character is dope! <laughs> totally, dude. She looks He's so, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, the I think that's, that's basically my reaction. I think Eno looks super sick. Uh, I mean, just, I think we talked about it when we first saw like the screens of her, how she looked. She looks super sick. Yeah, her redesign wow. is amazing. So cool looking. Dude. But yeah, the gameplay, it looks, uh, for somebody who doesn't know Gay very well, she looks like Eno to me. I don't know, James, you got a better opinion. Oh, no, that. she, no, Angie, Angie and Eno look like Angie and Eno, which is okay, crazy yeah. to me. <laughs> so, I mean, it. the only thing is we're, I, I don't, I didn't see the, the, the overview that, uh, 
that was done later on during the stream. I don't know if they confirmed whether Anji's butterfly is an overhead or not, because in the original trailer, uh, it didn't... I watched that and they did not. They didn't confirm. Okay. They did show that it falls on block, but they didn't confirm if it was an overhead. Right, so I don't think I, it's... I feel like it's probably not, because yeah. there was a lot of really easy ways to set it up that they showed off. <laughs> but A lot I, of really easy I ways. I gotta tell you, man, what Arxis has done with, like, figuring out how to make this shit look amazing. Anji's super, where he hits you with the fan and it zooms in into that weird, like, freaking Beatles psychedelic LSD view. Yeah, and the then, other dimension, yeah. And then Eno's wind pose, like, the camera work on the, the Eno's wind pose, how it, like, focuses on the hand and, like, the, the guitar. And then you just, oh, God, like, everything about it is just, it's unbelievable to me how good the game looks. I mean, you take that screenshot and you show somebody that game like 10 years ago and nobody would believe to you that that's in-game polygon, like real-time engine kind of stuff. Like that has to be sprite work, you know? Oh God, it's, I can't believe how beautiful it's the best video game I've ever seen, man. Yeah. And, and like not I, even by like video now, game period. And, 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 you know, that's reasonable. The interesting thing about it is like I'm like I even saw in some of the clips like Eno has never been able to dash cancel any of her stuff before, but now she can freaking dash cancel to get extra overheads and stuff and to stay even more brutal in there. So Eno's got some crazy things going on. It doesn't look like she has vertical chemical love, which is the the the, the fireball that goes this way. So it seems like she's only got the horizontal one because I haven't yeah, seen the vertical one the yet. Vertical one. Or at least they didn't show it off in the in the breakdown. Yeah, okay. But um, that might temper her a little bit, but it just seems like she's going to be a lot of the same thing. And, you know, a lot. I saw some people even saying that they're wondering, you know, between Beta 1 and Beta 2, the characters started feeling a little bit more like their original selves, and now these last characters coming out Looks seem very true to their original selves. I wonder if when the game gets released that some of the characters that, you know, like Chip might actually feel more... I mean, they're not giving Chip a teleport, but, <laughs> you know, to, 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 to make the characters feel a little more like they used to be. I don't know. It'd be really interesting, but uh, I'm I, excited. I feel like the characters that have been shown, like in the order that they've shown them, or the order that they developed them in, because... Like yeah. Milia and Ramlethal and now Eno and Anji, they all kind of feel like they're playing their own game. <laughs> like they they don't look like they're playing Strive. They look like they're playing Exert or or whatever. Right. Well, Ramlethal is pretty different right now. Ramlethal is well, yeah, like... different. But I'm saying like how she sets up and, yeah, 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 and like yeah, yeah. The pressure mm -hmm. she applies. Is, ugh. Yeah. May can't do that stuff. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> your your girl. Yeah, I mean, they look sick. They look really cool. Again, I don't know that much about how they played before. I know the basics, right? I mean, I've seen it and played it a little bit, but... Yeah, I think they both look cool. Anji is probably not my dude, but I do think he looks good, obviously, and he's probably going to be good, just based on what I've seen uh, from him so far. But yeah, that's all we got on those two characters. I really wanted to get to this point before we... Move on to the next topic. Two minutes. Let's do it. I can I don't increase know if the timer. Explore I... options to add rollback netcode to previous fighting games. Here's a long quote again from director Katano. As you guys know, we had Guilty Gear Strive, which has rollback netcode now. 
I know there's been a lot of requests for other Arc System Works games to install rollback netcode, and we're exploring those possibilities right now. I know there's been a lot of requests for other Arc System Works games. Oh, my bad. I wrote that twice. I can't go into any specifics at the moment, but we're looking at the requests, taking feedback from the community right now, and determining which games we should prioritize in terms of bringing a rollback solution to it. Which games should have rollback? What do you got? Look, uh, even before we all go, of them should. even before we get to that, they they said that like they actually. Did you just find that out right now, Jay? No, like, is this no. New I I've oh. known about it, but I'm just saying oh, they okay. said like, that. Like they publicly said, you know what? Maybe we'll put rollback back into old game. Like I can't believe a company actually said that and is asking people, what game do you want us to put rollback in? That is so insane to me and like to me right now i feel like arxis is just like freaking babe ruth dude like they are just like swinging and things are flying out of every park right now because it is i feel like it's like freaking steph curry in the three-point contest right now dude like it's insane what they're doing and it's it don't miss yeah, this is them pointing out of the park to where they're about to hit it out of the park too, right? Like, or they're asking you right. where they should point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing. It's super super cool. The transparency in here again, like just we were talking about before, when it comes to them letting you know like what they're going to be doing, the delay, the reason why, all that stuff. They're being very transparent and they're letting you know that they're thinking about this. At the same time, it doesn't just to read that that quote. It doesn't sound like he's saying we're going to go back and put this in every game. Maybe right. that's what he means. I don't know. But it sounds more like he's asking, like, honestly, like, what do you guys want to see? What should we do? Which game should this be? And so the community, of course, had a big reaction. Some of the hashtags related to this stuff ended up trending on Twitter, whether you want BlazBlue, for example, whether you want GBVS. You know, they, they have quite a little catalog at this point. BB Tag, they got a bunch of stuff. I, maybe they could put it into... DBFC, I don't know if that's actually them at that point or if it's if it's Bandai or whatever, but, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they could put it into. Obviously, it'd be great if they did all of them, but give me the one that you want to see the most. Uh, the one I want to see is, it's not going to happen, it's Dragon Ball. I would love if those guys got um, got rolled back. What I think gets it is Blaze Blue. I think Blaze Blue is not so modern that it's difficult to add that back into, you know what mm. I would say? Like, yeah. All these modern games, they have to build from the ground up to do it. They might not have to do that for Blaze Blue. Like, it might be old enough that they can just slide that, that new netcode in there. That actually like... makes a lot of sense. I, I could see that. And it's still quite a popular game. It's still quite a popular series. So. I like, I like ZXE just suggesting Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, to go way back. Yeah. <laughs> so, for me, you know, uh, Dragon Ball and I think Grand Blue. Grand Blue, I think really needs it but again these are games that aren't necessarily 100 percent directly in control of arxis uh honestly right. even with i mean if if we could count all of them i would say grand blue right for sure but my heart tells me that i would want central fiction to get the rollback netcode for reasons like tubo stated that it's a sprite game it would probably be easiest to do etc etc but also 
Blaze Blue players have never gotten this rollback. You know what I mean? Like, right. and they've been playing the game for a long time. And this franchise has a dedicated player base. If Blaze Blue could get rollback, I mean, that's just like second wind for Blaze Blue right there. What? Yeah, I'll be going like, guys. It will get so many people back on this Blaze Blue train, and that. As a person who doesn't even play Blaze Blue, who honestly, I can even honestly say I'm not really even interested in trying to learn it or whatever like that, I still think as a franchise, as a game, it deserves it so much because the fans are so dedicated and they, they've they been with the game for so long that they right. deserve something that wonderful to get the rollback netcode in the game, so. I agree with you guys, I think that that is what I expect. I, my personal preference would be BB Tag specifically, just because it's a game that mm -hmm. I super, super enjoy. It'd be awesome if Marvel finally had good netcode. <laughs> Marvel does. Marvel Infinite has pretty, pretty strong rollback netcode. It'd be awesome if, it'd you be can awesome try if, it on any time you'd like. It'd be awesome if Marvel finally had good netcode. Marvel so, Infinite is a game that people play. So I think that BBCF, uh, you know, if that's not going to happen, I would love it if BBCF got it. I think that probably is the is the probably real one that's going to get it. Mm -hmm. And it would be great if it did. Either way, I think I'd be super happy with either of those. So those are my answers to this. BB Tag would obviously be a great one to get it. But like I said, just in terms of franchise longevity and man, yeah. these, these fans deserve it. <laughs> no, it makes total sense. Makes yeah. total sense. Definitely on board with that. Yeah, could be could be a lot of different stuff. People in the chat are talking about um, Persona. I mean, they could, they have a, quite a little roster of games that, yeah. that could get it. And don't forget, Uniclair is not is just distributed by Arxis, so they don't. Yeah, they don't develop it. That game is made by the French bread team, so uh, mm -hmm. it's it's not directly them again. So. All right, let's move on finally now that we've rolled over this time by way long. Make it up later. The next one, Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> they had their Dragon Ball Games Battle Hour Showcase, as we talked about last week. They would have this past weekend. It had a gaggle of stuff going on. They again had that team tournament, which is pretty cool. A draft of characters was kind of an interesting idea. And they also had the showcase for Super Saiyan Gogeta 4. Yeah, you got it. Yes! All right. <laughs> AKA Gogeta 4. Um, they also had, they showed off some patch notes, etc. Um, did you guys watch the Gogeta 4 showcase? No, I did not. I, I watched some of it, yeah. I didn't watch the whole dang thing, but I did watch some of it. I watched a bunch of it, too. And again, every time they do these, I just really want to shout out the fact that they do such a good job with the community, like just letting the community do it, yeah, uh, with um, Damascus and Tyrant and sure. Apology Man on there, yeah, it's super, super cool. Uh, he looks like an interesting character. He's got some unique stuff about him. Um, you know, as the game has gone on, I feel like it's been super cool to watch, even as somebody who hasn't been actively playing, that they've had new, like very unique takes on a lot of characters as they come in. Um, so yeah, he, he looks cool as well. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Tubbo? Um, people are going nuts because he can level up. He has like a level up system where he snaps his finger and he does a motion. He gets stronger with those levels. When, when you get to level seven, any level three 
you know finisher that you do kills the, the whole life bar. They're dead. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's just so, an instant kill. Yeah, he's got an he's instant got, kill. Yeah, he's got an IK, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people are freaking out over it. I think they might be actually rightfully so freaking out over it. Okay. Because only because unless they unless they change the way C assist work, you can definitely have like a double C assist team and build up four or five levels easily in one combo. Like I'm just theory crafting it in my head, but okay. C assist lasts for a long time. I, I would assume there's gotta be one or two where Gogeta can combo into them and maybe get a level or two off every single time for free. So he might become a really, 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 you know, scary thing to have on a team. He so, also has that DP where he gets a Dragon Ball. <laughs> he just gets a Dragon Ball for doing yeah, his yeah, DP. And he gets that <laughs> he has the assist. He has the assist, has the assist, he does the assist. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, unless he's like really, really bad, which. I don't see how, like, in the Dragon Ball Fighter system, it's hard to be a character that's unplayable. Like, just the way the game is set up. Mm-hmm. And he has a command grab that looks pretty good, so I don't see how he's going to be bad. Well, yeah, I mean, he seemed to have, like, good normals and, and some good other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Iram actually says in the chat that you can build the levels easily. The problem is every time you do a super, even a level 1 DHC, the levels reset. So... Maybe that's a way that they can problem. I don't think it's much of a problem. So you're giving up damage basically in the hopes that you're gonna get the instant kill. Right. I I mean, but yeah, but in the current meta you generally are gonna want to kill in one touch anyways. Like taking a character is so important. Right. And being able to do that for three bars rather than five bars and a sparking, like that's that's a big deal, I think. Well, it's interesting to see. I, I I like that they're taking that kind of a risk. I think that's a really cool mm-hmm. thing to do. And same with Dragon Balls, so that we could see that more, that mechanic more often. I saw some people theory crafting on Twitter that you're going to end up seeing Shenron like most games with him. Again, we don't know, right? Just theory crafting, <laughs> but that could be, be very cool. interesting too. Yeah, yeah, I'll be about it. Shenron is hilarious. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was Hook Gang God that tweeted out he thinks. Dragon Ball Fighters is a party game now. He was joking. He was joking, but it was it was funny. Oh man! <laughs> so, um, people also got the idea. It was a little unclear to me why this was the case, but people seem to get the idea that this was the end of <laughs> support for Dragon Ball Fighters. That like yeah, the dev yeah. cycle was ending. I my understanding was come, just coming away from it, having watched, was that like they were going to be monitoring this year and like seeing how the balance is gonna go and that implied to me that it's like not the end of the dev cycle but i don't know i mean again well, i'm is is there a reason why people are talking about this that i just I, missed? I think part of it was because of where gogeta's placed on the character slug screen mm-hmm. it looked it looked like a final character slug screen like that's that's it mm-hmm. and then the lack of announcement for another season mm-hmm. and also no pro tour announcement things like that so I think that's where people started kind of going, oh, no, maybe there's going to patch it a few more times, and that's it. Which, man, I, I, I've learned my lesson to not try to predict these things. Yeah. Because I thought Street Fighter Four was done after Super. And then they made three more games <laughs> for Street Fighter Four. <laughs> yeah. So, and I also thought that no matter what the sales were for Marvel Infinite, 
they would at least have another season of characters to try to make up some lost cost. I was wrong about that. So I don't try to predict these things anymore, man. I just let whatever these game devs do, like, just, oh, they can handle releasing stuff. I don't try to make those predictions. In Marvel Infinite, didn't the character select screen end up being in- imbalanced? It was uneven, anyway? yep, and it's yeah. hideous. It's hideous. <laughs> what a great man, idea. What, a, what an embarrassing project. My OCD, my OCD on that... <laughs> MVC I select screen just oh god like it kills me Ah, ass yeah yeah well okay so it's more negative reasons than them actively saying anything in that case I mean okay I mean fair enough the thing is like a lot of people might be I mean I, I I remember seeing Majin Obama talk about this and saying that he feels like this might just be a case of this is the first fighting game that a lot of players have gotten into you know the Dragon Ball base because they haven't gotten to yep. a lot of other fighting games that this, this is what I want to talk about yep yeah this just kind of feels fine like they're worried about it but you know I mean goodness we just had twitch rivals for Marvel 3 and for killer instinct. Skullgirls has their first season pass <laughs> like seven, eight years later or whatever. We're still playing Super Turbo, right? You know, I mean, the thing about it is, I mean, Melee, it's Melee, okay? Like, you can't get any stronger of an argument than Melee. Devs don't determine whether a game lives or die. We even talked about Sailor Moon recently. Right. Yes. You know, there's a reason why it's even a joke to be brought up because there's a community out there that has determined that Sailor Moon is fun enough to play competitively. And yeah. we determine whether a game lives or dies, you know, regardless of what the devs do to it. And so what a lot of the, what I'm, I'm not trying to chastise them, what I'm trying to do is give them hope and give them the understanding that it doesn't matter whether another season pass comes out or it doesn't matter if the devs continue to support it. It's up to the players to keep the game alive and to have the community exist. So I wouldn't even be worried about it. If they're fans of the game, they just got to keep playing it. And if they stop working on it, maybe that means there's going to be a Dragon Ball Fighters 2 with rollback. So, you know... <laughs> Well, there definitely will be a Dragon Ball Fighters 2 one day. Like, I don't think it's coming soon. But I mean, they've be... been making Dragon Ball, not them, but there have been Dragon Ball Fighters fighting games for a thousand years. Exactly. There, there will be another one, of course. <laughs> um, outside of that, I actually, I mean, everything James said is true, 100%. But you also have to understand that when a dev that has been pushing a pro tour and being pretty open with the community and talking to them... When that goes away, it definitely still feels like you lost something. Mm-hmm. Like knowing sure. that they're, you know, if if the dev support ends and they're done with Dragon Ball Fighters and thanks for playing our game and all that, that means they don't have a pro tour anymore. That means, you know, tournaments are going to feel a bit different. And people like, it, it, I think it's okay to be worried about that and miss that. Like I don't, I don't want people to feel bad for feeling like, oh right, shit, this is the end, the end of my game. But what James said is, then it's up to you. Like, the devs are, they're giving you the keys to the castle. Like, you you have to carry on that tradition. You have to start making your own Pro Tours and, and things <laughs> like that. Like, so many other games have done. Uh, Killer Instinct and Marvel and, and et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's on you now. So maybe instead of just watching, you get to participate in some of that stuff. Like, take that as an opportunity rather than, you know, an ending. As, you know, one door closes, a window opens, all that shit. Yeah, I think my biggest hope for the game when it first came out, 
an expectation, really, was that it would get a lot more people into the fighting game scene. It's really what we were looking for. And I yeah. remember us having conversations about like how many people would be at Evo, would it break Street Fighter V's record? Like we were, sky was the limit, right? As far as we were concerned. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it actually has, it didn't break that record, but like it actually has brought a ton of people into the FGC. Sure. And there are, Absolutely. there are scenes like, you know, you, you hear people talk about just in interviews, players who I don't know personally, but like I've heard interviews with the players in Spain and France for this game, who are basically like, yeah, this game is like why we have an FGC here. And I, they already did, but like it's not connected, I guess, in the same way. So like their group, like their group began with Dragon Ball Fighters. So that's like why they are engaged. And I can think of a few players in NA who basically uh, got into fighting games through DBFC who became top players. Um, and even just in normal life, like just walking around, meeting people. There are only a couple games that people, when I, they find out that I'm a big fighting game fan, where they'll be like, oh, did you play whatever? And it's Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, right? Always. Or it's Melee, I guess. And then it's Dragon Ball Fighters now. So it's like it happened a few times to me that people will be like, oh, you're into fighting games? I'm a huge Fighters fan. I'm really big into Fighters. I'm a huge Dragon Ball Fighters fan. And I even knew one guy who started watching streams and got into playing seriously. Uh, he's That's the only person I met in the last like maybe a couple years who I didn't meet at a fighting game event, completely outside of the FGC, who I met and he was like, oh, I'm a big fighting game fan and I play in tournaments and stuff because of fighters. So it's really had this huge, huge impact. So I certainly think it's true that a lot of people who are playing it and watching it are people who don't have the same kind of experience that many of us do of having a game that you really love that then kind of, you know, for whatever reason, the devs stop supporting it. And then what do you do? Do you move on do you keep playing the game that you love right. yada yada that whole situation that again we've been through many times at this point but they they haven't so i think that's cool and while i hope for the people who like the game's sake that it does get more support right that would be great i also just think that it seems like it's kind of a job well done in bringing folks into the fgc yeah, yeah. and i hope that those players keep playing the game that they love if they want to keep doing so but i also think it would be super sick if some of them checked out other fighting games and Started to spread around a little bit too. Guilty Gear. Oh, I, I know my, my <laughs> whole local Dragon Ball Fighters scene, a lot of them started with fighters. The majority of them started yeah. with Dragon Ball Fighters, actually. Um, but outside of that, all those all those guys and girls are excited for Strive now. So mm. I'm gonna beat the brakes off of all of them. I'm super <laughs> excited to show ah. them the ropes. Big community head tubbleware, ready to destroy yeah. some up-and-comers. I'm ready to win some tournaments, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you should all please strive, increase the pot. <laughs> there's, there's actually a lot of really good Guilty Gear players here. I don't expect to win, yeah. but I do expect to beat the old Dragon Ball players. Like, those, are, those are my homies. For a little so. while, anyway. Yeah, so I mean, even again, even if it is true that the game's not going to have more active support, yeah, that doesn't need to be the end of the game. Yeah, they could keep exactly. going. Yeah. I saw some people saying in the chat what they really want is just to have actually a DBFZ2 that does have rollback. It's just like as a yeah, new... Yeah, that'd be sick. That makes sense to me, too. I don't think that's coming for at least three years, but it'd be sick if it does. Doesn't seem likely to me either, but it would be pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, what what's the reason why you guys think that it wouldn't happen for that many years, right? Well, right now, Arxis is working on Guilty Gear. They're still supporting Grand Blue, and I, I imagine they will for a while. And they also have the Dungeon Fighter Online game coming out. You can only shut yourself so thin. Like, you can't 
make too many like you know what expand to a billion employees make all the fighting games yeah yeah i'm not saying don't do that i'm just saying it's unlikely that they'll take on that many projects all at once i mean that that's just the thing right if if bandai namco comes up to you is like make dragon ball money then you know i mean you'll go hire people (laughs) right so (laughs) it would be cool Totally. But I agree, it doesn't seem like it's super likely. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> totally. sure, for sure. All right, anything else to say on this stuff? Uh, nope, that's all I've got. All right. Oh, we got 50 seconds back. I told you, we're going to make up the time, David. Don't You're worry. correct. Here's right. what I'm going to do with that time. I've been peeling a cutie while we've been talking here for quite a while. Oh, I've been David. waiting to eat it. <laughs> I'm going to eat it. Yeah, what? I know. No, I know what a cutie is. I know what a cutie is. So, okay, well, don't be weird, Tubbleware. That's all I do, man. <laughs> he asked me to not be myself. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, uh, let's get uh, Devil May Care. Oops, I it's supposed to say Devil May Care Four. Sorry, over here. Let's get Devil May Care on here to talk about the DMC event that just took place this past weekend. So, uh, to a break, and we'll be right back. What was that you just said, Tubo? I have to unmute to make sure people can hear that. So, Third strike sucks. <laughs> uh, and David walked away, so, you know, he yeah. wasn't going to have any of it. You know, I, I've always been a kind of a person who's been, you know, not the biggest fan of uh, Third Strike in the past, but in in the past couple of years, I've really turned around on the game. Although I, I really like watching it, I like watching like the best Japanese players in the world. Play. Right, but anything under that level is awful, and playing the game is not fun to me. Dang. Well, uh, did we get? Let's. Can can you let uh, Devil May Care know he can jump in the show calls chat here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, he earned apparently. Oh, cool. What's up, Broham? It is my microphone. Oh, I can't hear him at all. Let me turn up his microphone. Uh, Maybe that's me. My mic's not great. It's getting getting worse. Yeah, you're a little quieter than than everybody else, I think. What about now? Oh, yeah, well, that's great now. Okay. Yeah, I turned up the output to 200%. Okay, okay. You might even be able to lower it a little bit. Lower it down? Yeah, a little bit. It is with that 175. Okay, sounds good to me. No, I mean, honestly, uh, we were just talking about Third Strike randomly, and my appreciation for that game has gone up a lot recently, just because I know a lot of the things I didn't like about the game. Like, I know I don't like parries and everything. But in the past few years, I've recognized the power of parries in as a player mechanic, as something that makes people feel good about themselves when they play fighting games. And it's really kind of changed the way I look at parries. And I actually have a much, much stronger appreciation for that system mechanic in general, which because Third Strike is all about parries, obviously is going to change my feelings about it just a little bit. So. I think parries are totally fine, but not the way they're implemented in Third Strike. Yeah. You know, I, I, the way I feel about Third Strike is different because I never got to play it growing up, but 
when I think of third strike, I think of the community. So like, what's that cooperation cup, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, that's that stuff really inspires yeah, me. As a, oh, yeah, could... dude. It, it inspires me because like these guys are like playing the same game and they don't care what nobody says and they keep making these great events. So like, so to me that's like, hey, I want to do that for Ki. You know, so like. <laughs> Why can't I play Ki for twenty years? Leave me alone, you know. So, and by the way, DMZ, you, you can you awesome. you can say shit. It's okay, dude. <laughs> oh, thank, thank right. God, holy shit. Because <laughs> yeah, I heard that you're like they were doing that stuff. <laughs> I was like, no, you can, you can say shit, dude. It's all good. We're adults here. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's my favorite word too. Thank God. Uh, no, but seriously though, they do they do a lot of cool stuff, and I do say I didn't mean to say stuff this time, and. uh I think it's inspiring. So it's really cool to see like their their game still getting the attention. I think they had like sixty thousand viewers watching people play, play Third Strike because they mm. love the game. Like that's how much they love Third Strike that it attracted them with that many people. To me, that was beautiful. You know, I'm surprised. Hey, let's get started. I'm surprised Max hasn't announced like a Third Strike Twitch Rivals yet. You know, I mean, I'm just waiting for that. So I'm sure he will. I don't know why. I have a feeling. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you guys ready to do this then? Do it. I'm ready. Do it. Yep. Let's do it. Sorry, my lighting sucks. By the way, I'm in a dark room. I love the dark. So. You filthy KI player. <laughs> you just activated General Rom's instinct. You know. In well, well, well. All right. All right. We're coming back in a few seconds. Hang on. Until the judge gives up. All right, Your Welcome Honor. Back. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. We're back. We're back, everybody, to the Tuesday show once again with Mr. David and Mr. Brockman over here. Uh, let's move on over to the interview screen over here, where we should have. Oh no! What happened to my camera? James. Is it my oh, fault? Oh, you know what I did? Oh, okay. I forgot to save this. There we go. That should fix it. There we go. You're good. There you are. There we go. Hey, it's <laughs> Devil May Care 4 joining us to talk about Killer Instinct and the DMC 3v3, an event that happened this past weekend for the second time. What's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. I actually was surprised when I got the, the invite from Tubbo. I was just like, I don't want to go to bed. Well, let me just check my phone real quick. And it's just... <laughs> And there it was. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Hey, wait, don't I'll swear do on the so show, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, what we, what we want to do with interviews, it, it, I mean, a lot of things, but one of the things certainly is bring on people who are doing really cool stuff for their community and and give them, you know, this kind of spotlight that we can at least and have them talk more about what's going on. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because uh, even though I wasn't on it the last time, uh, there was a moment where you did show off my trailer and talk about my event, which I really yep. do appreciate. So, I, uh, yeah, this was like a really uh, pleasant surprise. And I was more than, you know, honored to be on the show. So I really do appreciate the chance, man. I really do, guys. Yeah, thank dude. you so much. Thanks for coming I mean, you know, on. You're doing you know. us a favor. So mm. <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt that, but thank you so much. <laughs> I highly doubt that. I mean, you're probably aware that, you know, most of us here are – you know, huge fans of KI and everything like that. So mm -hmm. it's always nice to see. And, you know, very relevant topic, you know, talking about, um, 
you know, even during the break, we were talking about Third Strike and the Co-op Cup and everyone, you know, still playing Third Strike despite it being, you know, an mm -hmm. ancient game at this point. And we were talking about Dragon Ball Fighters and how some of the fans are worried that it's losing dev support, et cetera, et cetera. But here you have a game, Killer Instinct, which, I mean, would you say that it's basically, for all intents and purposes, had a resurgence and kind of had a comeback thanks to the pandemic? Well... Um, honestly, I think that's true to some extent, but honestly, the KI scene has been thriving with just, it just hasn't had the eyes on it, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. There's been plenty of players joining, plenty of uh, online events. I had, used to do a whole different online thing I'm not going to talk about. Um, I still do the breakdowns. Nikki used to do some things like base does yeah. sets. So like, I feel like this is definitely, the resurgence is a good way to put it, but I feel like it's more like the attention it deserves rather than it's been revived because I don't think it ever died. What he's I trying think... to say is don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. Yeah, we've been here. Like, like I'm serious. <laughs> like, this game has been near and dear to me. I've never dropped it. I'm not saying this bad to drop a game and try something new. Perfectly fine with that. But I've always played it. I've always made events for it and content for it. And ever since I started loving this game, which is way back, you know, whenever it got released. And to think, like... I think the beautiful thing about it is, like, I love seeing new events pop up out of nowhere. I know, like, some people, like, I don't want to say who, but, like, there are some people who, in certain certain fighting games, that get upset about um, other events being created, and they feel like their their ideas are being taken. Uh. But I don't think that's it should be that way. I think the mindset should be, like, welcoming them in, show them how to do it, give them guidance, and keep pushing each other to grow, because... At the end of the day, you mentioned dev support, James, uh, being dropped. People are worried about it for Dragon Ball Fighters, but like Ki doesn't have dev support anymore. To, to <laughs> you know, like for like since 2017. Yeah, I was saying know? it hasn't for four or five years. Yeah, and I'm not saying the devs. The devs love watching our stuff. They're not, but they don't update the game. So like, my thing is, if you if you're afraid the support is going to be dropped by the devs, then you need to do the, be the one to step up and do something for the game. Because and it's not hard. I'm a normal guy, you know. I mean, I'm not like nothing special. Like <laughs> my crew are just five bunch of bunch of five nerds who love video games. You know, like uh, we just created an event because we wanted to do it. We, I was just like, I was in my bed and I was. It's you know, a bed. My bed is where I get all my ideas. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was in my bed and I was like, man, I really want to do a turn tag team tournament. So I just tweeted out, ah, I just want to do a tag team tournament. All right, put my phone down, go to bed, and wake up. Dude, I woke up and the, my phone was blown up. Like, <laughs> people, people were like, do it, do it, oh my God. And then I go into Discord, like, you know, people hang out on Discord, I just jump into my boys' chat. I'm like, what's up, guys? And they were, all of a sudden, they were all like, hey, so what are we going to do at this event? And I'm like, what? And like, yeah, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And I'm like, okay. So the guys I'm working with now are the ones who kind of like, were like on board immediately the moment I put that, tweet, that Twitter out, you know what I mean? So it was yeah. awesome. But before we talk uh, about the event itself and all the planning that went into it and stuff, I I'm curious to know more about you as a player and how you got into the FGC, how you got into KI and your arc in that. All right, well, um, I've always, I, I guess I'm an O-Niner in the sense that I've been playing since Street Fighter 4, even though I suck at Street Fighter. I, I don't know what it is about Street Fighter and like one frame links and execution. I'm, <laughs> I'm ass, I'm ass. Thank God <laughs> KI exists because the buffer windows are huge, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like I've always loved watching the game competitively. I've always watched you guys commentate. I've known you guys for well, known you guys through watching you guys for some time. But 
I've never really played in a competitive setting, I guess up until Soul Calibur 4. And mm. I didn't really travel outside of Soul Calibur for like, my state when I lived in Florida for Soul Calibur. I just played at locals or in online and stuff. But um, that kind of sparked me to take fighting games a little more seriously because a lot of my friends were competing and they would come home from a, like making top 8 or top 16 at a tournament or just trying to go to a tournament, you know, even though they go 0-2 oh, and 2-2 two and two and two or whatever. And they would tell me how great it was and they would fight with me and I would get better from fighting them because they were so good, you know. And fighting games have always been like my favorite. Like, to be honest, people don't know this about me, but I'm actually more of a Soul Calibur head than I am a KI head. Mm. Um, even though I don't play six as much for particular reasons, I'm sure you guys can imagine why. <laughs> but um, yeah, so <laughs> KI, KI was really like my actual like first 2D fighting game that kind of put me on to 2D fighting games. Because like, like I said, I sucked at Street Fighter and KI was just like that one thing where it's like, wow, this feels great. Like, this is what 2D fighters can be like. This is awesome. I want to play. I want to compete. And Bass, my friend Bass, you sure you know who Bass is. Yeah. Uh, he, him and I became friends in 2015. Uh, I ran into him in ranked, and I was salty. He beat my ass. So I, <laughs> I did the good old-fashioned challenge me to first to 10. Guess what happened? I got my ass kicked still. Uh, and I was ready to type some hate mail, man. I was in there hitting the keys. And I got a message from him first. And I'm like, let me see what this motherfucker's got to say. <laughs> yeah. So I get the message. And he, he's like, hey, man, you got a lot of potential. Great games. If you ever want to learn, let me know. So I'm like, damn it. He's nice. Same impression. Yeah, I'm like, he's nice yeah. as fuck. Ah. So he was nice. <laughs> I was mad that he was nice. I was like, damn it. I know that feeling. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he took me. Uh, long story short, I'll skip ahead. He took me under his wing. Uh, I, made, I made friends with a bunch of top players, you know, like Nikki and, and uh, Charbok and Sleep and all the good wheels, of course. Made friends with them. And for years, I'm serious, guys. Like, it was like crack. And I'm sure you've been there in your, in your, your life where you're like in a lobby or in a group with a group of friends. Well, Xbox party. We were at Xbox parties from like 11 a.m. <laughs> to 2 a.m. the next morning. Training with Dang. like five people training. Like, all right, I'll fight wheels next. Next guy. Okay, I'll fight a uh, Devil May Care. Devil May Care, you fight Truth. Now you fight Nikki. And it was just like like 14 hours of us just grinding like hardcore. And uh, to be yeah. young. What time? Yeah. What time? <laughs> 20, <laughs> KI woke up one was my first online event. I mean, offline event for KI ever. Uh, I was scared. Uh, I don't. Even, I don't want to consider going zero and two, but I definitely won a couple games before I got bodied. I didn't. It wasn't a last chance qualifier, so I really don't consider it a bracket or anything. But yeah, it was awesome experience. I think you won zero two. Yeah, I, I, I. You know. You know who? Oh, goat guys. You know who beat me the first time ever? Like ever beat me offline? Ever first guy whooped my ass is Rick Dehado. He really? Beat my ass. The first person I ever fought in a KI tournament ever, and I will get revenge. Is uh, Rick wow. Dehado? His glaciers burst into a thousand pieces. Yeah, out of your, your, your revenge just <laughs> turned you in. Yeah, exactly. Turned you into the galaxy, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was galaxy pissed. brain revenge. Bro, did, you, did, you, did, you, did you try to talk he, shit he, to him too? And then it turned out that the Hado is like the nicest nice guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. Shook my hand and said, "Hey, man, good games." You know, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I mean, he was he was really good. He got top sixteen at Evo or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He took ninth twice. Ninth. He's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. He's really he good beat it. my ass, and uh, it was funny because uh, a couple weeks ago he was DMing me about um, 
he has to invite somebody to a, an event that and the guy he's inviting is bittersweet because the guy beat his ass in his first KI tournament. And I'm like, that's funny you mentioned that, Rick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it was me? I go, yep, you were the first one. And he's like, damn, I'm sorry. So anyway. Uh, no, he's not. Don't believe his lies. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe Ondor's lies. Um, but um, yeah, then uh, 2016 came around. I, I started competing in KI, made to some top eights and stuff, but never really like, well, let me rephrase that. I made knife place a lot. And then uh, I think it was SCR 2016 was my first top eight. That nice. it, it was my first top eight, yeah, for sure. And I remember because like, I went in there, and you know who Gutter Magic is, of course. He's a godlike oh, Thunder yeah. player. And he, uh, I'm going to skip. I'm not trying to talk too long. I'm sorry I talked so much. Um, but uh, no, basically, no. He, he brought me down to the last game, and I reversed 3 out him. And... It was like the most beautiful feeling ever. I, I, I was so unbelievable. I was holding the controller. I was like holding the controller and I was like, and everyone's just cheering. And you know, it was kind of like anime as hell. It was like, cool. everyone's <laughs> cheering and everything's just quiet and muffled out. Like, ee! And I'm like, so who do I fight next? And they were like, you're done. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm done? And they're like, you made top eight. And I was just like crying like a little girl. I cried <laughs> so hard. That's awesome. Yeah. I was so, I was crying. I called my friend uh, Frank on the phone, Tarbok. I'm like, he goes, I know. And I'm like, how? Because he didn't he wasn't there. And he goes, I just knew you would. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. This is like even hype. You know what? I mean, yeah. God, these stories just you know story. emphasize just how you know vitriolic and hateful the FGC is, you know. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, to, not to throw anyone under the bus or anything, but like Gunner was kind of being harsh to me. He was like, no, 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 whenever he beat me and stuff. And before before the match started, the third game, where if I lost, I was out or I had to win three to win, I literally remember everyone saying, you can do it, devil, and, like, cheering me in the background, like, you know, like, anime, like, it's just, you're listening to his instinct. And I just thought to myself, really, I actually said this to myself, and I'm not lying. Um, I have to do this. I've trained so hard for this. My friends believe in me, and I believe in that. that I don't want to let them down. I believe in myself. Why am I scared? Ooh. So I did the anime thing, and then I went. Yeah, I went. you sure did. All that's right, awesome, look. though. What a, what a good story. I've, I feel like many of us have been in that situation, but, dude, that sounds like an especially anime version of it. <laughs> it was super anime, and it was probably more anime memory than it was in the moment, but I'll, I'm going to leave it, leave it like Fair that. Enough. I don't care. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you this right now. I'm, I'm a huge Gutter Magic fan, so I'm mad at you for eliminating him out of this tournament, and I hope he comes back and challenges you in the revenge anime art. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, let me, let, me get, let me get Rick revenge first before I get gutter on my ass. Okay, fair Jesus enough, fair enough. <laughs> Rick, Rick won't play me, though. He's too busy being a family man. that one day in my life, I'm in that situation, and those th same thoughts come into my head. <laughs> I swear it kind of happened, bro. I was so, I was so hyped. And then I won. Oh. It, was like, it was beautiful. But, was yeah. Incredible. That was awesome. I even though I made multiple top eights, my favorite top eights was definitely that one and Combo Breaker twenty eighteen. That was my favorite one, like bar none. It was like the most stacked bracket I've ever had in my life. Ever. C B twenty eighteen is peak. Chaos. Yeah, I know. Right. I was about to say getting top eight in at Combo Breaker is a huge accomplishment for Killer Instinct. So <laughs> cause that yeah, is I, uh, Oh man, I was like, I had to fight Mellow, uh, man, I, Keith, uh, 
What's that Stadier player? It's so hard to remember. I had to fight like a lot of people, okay? There was not one free person in my bracket. I was not like, oh, thank God I'm fighting this guy. I had to fight like killer, 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 killers. Sonic beat me to get to Winterside. So I had to play in the Losers Finals against LCD. And, well, that was kind of free. But, you know, Dang. it happens. Yeah, it happens, you know. Even though it's a bad matchup for TJ. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like a 9 1. I still won. No big deal. MBD. All right. All right. right. So... You can see base. I power lined LCD doing a, a, a slide. And base. It hit, it hit uh, um, Orchid counter hit and killed her. And base did a spin on his foot. He's like, oh. He spun around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he saw the hit and it made him spin in real life. You know what I mean? <laughs> He got I'm crush serious. countered. He got crush countered in real life, dude. He's just yeah. like, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> you heard the you heard the coins. The yeah. and base yeah. is like, oh, oh man, oh, my god, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you then go from playing to now? You're more on the sort of running events and doing the the broadcasting side of things. Well, honestly. A lot of it had to do with being inspired by a couple of key people in the community, other community. Well, I'm just going to say FGC because all the same community at the end of the day, right? Uh, for example, um, IFC Ipes and Chris Matrix are two mm. people that come to mind right away. They used to do the Battle of the Strongest uh, tournaments for MVC2 and stuff. Sure. And three, MC, EV and MVC3. And those games are considered, well, I, I, I don't like saying the word for that because I don't believe that they're dead, but they were considered, you know, dead by at, at that point in time and he was bringing them like bringing these hype tournaments it was like homegrown it was community driven community funded by uh Maturino. that's when Maturino came out and stuff it was just like to me when i was competing there were things i wish that ki had back then that they do have that they have now and i and like because when i was competing there was no online tournaments like that like there was like the 8-bit beatdown but that was it you know there was no character breakdown streams. There was no, uh, you know, uh, Nikki's insurgences. You know, there was no revivals. There was no anything like that. No tag team tournaments for KI. And to me, like, I, I felt, and this is going to sound corny. I don't, I don't think the word retired is the word I'd use, but I felt good enough to where I could kind of just take a step back. And I kind of wanted to focus on teaching newcomers because before I did the 3v3s, I, I still do to this day do character breakdowns. And mm -hmm. I did this thing called the KI Kumite, where essentially it was kind of like a fight card where you had like just player versus place player, like you know lower tier and then middle tier, and then it got you know more and more stacked as the card went on further on. And I, I kind of wanted that to make a make it be a platform for uh, newcomers to kind of like get on screen on a quote unquote yeah. stage in front of people and yeah. get exposed to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's important, like to bring newcomers on, have something for them, not just for the, the top players. Because, you know, the top players are going to be there, but I feel like this is going to sound corny again saying it, but the next generation needs to get that spotlight. You know Bro, what I'm nothing saying? Nothing is cornier than what you said earlier. Nothing yeah, you you're not going to say again. <laughs> yeah. well, more cornier I, than... I said like 20 things that were corny, so you have to, you have to clarify on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, your, your tournament moment. Oh. You're, you're, you're totally right that they're... There are fewer opportunities for people who are on the come up to learn those things. Mm -hmm. And those are things that are not easy to learn for a lot of people and mm -hmm. are kind of barriers to then becoming top players themselves. I mean, that, yeah, was, and, and, that, that was the whole point of like Vi doing Wednesday Night Fights 
at first was to get people used yeah, to playing right. on stream and stuff. And there yeah. are some people like me who like I can just can never get used to playing on stream, you know. And it's 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 mm -hmm. it's a it's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to yeah. do when you know everybody's watching you. And so it's good to give people that experience. Yeah, and and the thing was afterwards they were scared at first, but afterwards they were always like every single time I got a DM. Man, thank you so much for having me on the show. It felt great. It's if cool. you ever want me to back be back on, and that to me, like that to me was beautiful yeah. enough. Like I, I didn't make money from these things. I still kind of don't make money from these events. Uh, no way. I thought I thought FGC was just you know rolling. TO, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm not a real TO. I mean, let me rephrase it. Like offline TO and online TO are two different things. I understand that, but I can now sympathize with the stress it comes oh. with. Organizing an event and oh, expecting yeah. people to be there and oh. things to work. Oh yeah, <laughs> like uh, you can ask my friend. You can ask my friends in the three v three chat we're in. They're like my therapists, like five days before the event. I'm like in there, like guys, and they're like, "What's going on, devil? Have a seat on the couch, you know, lay down." <laughs> they're, they're they're explaining like they're there to make me feel better about myself because I guess I don't know. I get so worked up because I care a lot, you know. Like ah, I'm getting emotional now. I hate it. Well, let's just let's talk about the event then. So, yeah, tell me, sort of, it's quite a unique event, right? So mm -hmm. it is. It's definitely part of what you were talking about, where you'd like to give newish players these opportunities, and you want to show off KI. So, you know, how, how did you come about landing on the idea of doing what you're doing now? And what is the idea? I guess I should say as well. Explain that. Okay. Well, the event is a three v three Pokemon style tournament, mm -hmm. and essentially the way we do it is every season is a new theme. And not just like, you know, it doesn't just mean like uh, appearance, because we do change the appearance of everything every season. This is the fourth season we just did. Every time it looks different, the logos, the banners, everything, the art style is different. But also we try to add a little twist in there, because at the end of the day, I want to have, the, like I said before, the opportunity to have other people from different skill levels to be able to compete in this 3v3. So these last two particularly were, like even season three and season four, were particularly catered towards um, mid-to-high-level players. And I don't consider, and this is no offense to anyone, high-level players, there's, there's mid-high, and then there's the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? That's just the reality of it. Like, high-level players look great, and they, they, they play great, and they're strong. But if, they, if you put a high-level player against, like, someone like base, it's going to look a little, they're going to look a little, you know, bad compared by comparison because base has years of experience, offline right. tournaments, um, championships, you know what I'm saying? So I try to make, I try to, yeah, well, <laughs> I try to make sure that everybody gets a chance to play in these events. So um, the first two were like top, top players, like Chronicle Wheels, uh, Nikki and stuff. And then the last three two were like good players that I can see potentially getting stronger, like Venom, Dragon Blade, Venom Buster, uh, just to name a few. Um, and I want to do like a even lower level one one day and then back to high tier and then. We have also, I guess a little spoiler I could throw out there. For one of the seasons we're going to work on, it's going to be, uh, should I say this? I'm going to get I'm gonna get chewed out. It's going to be themed around bosses. They don't need to. It's going to be themed around bosses. Um, so long story short, we have some things planned. We try to make things fun and interesting for everyone. Um, and what got me into the idea of doing it, like I said, I've always wanted to keep things keep things uh, interesting. And I always wanted to have, like, the things that we have now, I wish we had when I was competing and trying to get a KI, you know what I mean? So, like, I want to be able to provide that for yeah. people who are up and coming now. 
Totally. And I got great friends, you know, like honestly, man, like I worked with Nikki with this one, you know, of course, Nikki's a great, um, now shout out to Nikki. He's a great KI ambassador. He has a school, he runs tournaments and he's overall godlike at the game and willing to help anyone. But him and I collabed, him and I were collabing to make this last KI event for 3v3. We were, we were working on it before the third one was even aired on stream, mm. you know? So it was just, I just want to be able to do that for a bunch of people. I want to be able to like put them on the show and collab with people and make like grow. Everyone needs to grow. I feel like push because we're in, in, at the end of the day, we're in this on our own. There's nobody's going to help our game, but ourselves, you know, like nobody's going to come in here and be like, hi, I'm an oil prince and here's a million dollars for your game. Or like, <laughs> or like, you know, Hey, I, I just came from another planet and I love killer instinct and I'm going to, Make a new patch, you know, it's not going to happen. Glacius you know? comes down and spots yeah. the tournament. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, at the end of the day, I guess, if I'm dragging on, I'm sorry. I just I just want to be able to um, provide, you know? And, yeah, I mean, um, I think that this is a really important thing to talk about, though. I think this is a really important yeah. subject because I've often talked about the story of how Vae transitioned from being one of the top players to basically a community scene player grower mm. kind of thing. And a lot of that comes from that passion, right? You know, you love a game. You want to see more people play in it. I've talked about EVO 2008 before, uh, the one before the big explosion in 2009 when I was there. I didn't see any new faces. There were no young faces there. And mm -hmm. there's a feeling in your gut thinking that this is going away because nobody new is coming in here. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a very sour feeling in your in your in the pit of your stomach that you get from that and so mm -hmm. you know when it turns you into this kind of you know person who wants to help the community and grow the community and you know just support your game and everything like that this this is i mean there's a reason why you and nikki top players have both kind of gone down this path because you just want to see more people playing the game, you know? And yeah, we love KI, you know? Yeah, and, and, and where I'm trying to go with this is that I'm, it's admirable and it's a thankless kind of position, but absolutely, these the communities are run by people like you, right? So we talked about the Dragon Ball Fighter stuff. Someone's going to have, there's going to have to be a devil may care in the Dragon Ball community to step up to do very similar things exactly. to what you're doing right now. And so this is a good lesson. In fact, you know, very on, on theme here talking about the Dragon Ball fighter stuff. So, you know, absolutely great job to you and all the guys who are doing amazing stuff for KI. Honestly, you guys don't even think about this, but you should take the credit for yourselves too, because like, honestly... You, James Chen, you've been working with Nikki with his insurgents. Yeah. Uh, even though that whole debacle, we're talk not going to talk about it. Yeah. You, came to, <laughs> you still, you know, you still stepped up. Yeah, and it was brutal. We see that. Me and my friends see that. We mean the community. We see that, you know, and we appreciate you, Ultra David. You know, you're willing to do anything. You, you will. <laughs> Sucks that you can never be in one. I know. So <laughs> every, time I, out, unfortunately. every time I invited David, he's always enthusiastic. He streams the game. He talks about the game. Yeah. He talks about the YouTube videos. He, you, I see you uh, watch matches and kind of analyze some of them. You know, that to me, that's that's huge. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and Tubbleware wanted to be in one, but the same thing. You know, like the fact that you guys are even like, and you guys worry. I feel bad because like, you guys are like, oh, I wish I could do. It. I'm so sorry. You know, this came up. I don't get mad or upset about that ever. I promise you. Like me and my guys, we never get upset about it. Whenever we invite you guys. And something comes up, we're we're just like, wow! The fact that you even uh, said yeah is so sick. <laughs> and hopefully <laughs> one like day we game, can figure man. it out. 
yeah, hopefully one day you we said, can figure it out, you know? You said you hopefully, wanted yeah. to do an event that's even more beginner. Eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's the James time, yeah. Let me bust hey, the- dude, J- James, you're the only one who hasn't, you know, stepped up. Right. You know? like I said, <laughs> no. uh, hey, look, I-, I could try. Uh, the reason why I was a big gutter magic fan is because I was I was all in in that uh, Chief Thunder in the first season, and apparently he's really good still. So you know. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, sure he's one of those players that comes back. And people underestimate him, like uh, like in the chat rooms and stuff like that. And then they challenge into a set, and guess what happens? They get their face blown off or mm-hmm. ass stuck in their head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's awesome. I love to see. I love to see it. Like it's like like all right, guys, you guys are getting good, but watch out, this guy's out here still. You know, don't mess with him. You know? Yeah, he and did so, well in the, in the so, Twitch rivals thing still. Mm-hmm. He did great so too. Before before you go, run out of time. When tournaments come back, when offline events come back. Are you going to try to collab with any majors or do anything on your own offline? I mean, all these tournaments have been online. Are you going to try to do anything offline? Of course. Uh, that's the plan. You know, we want to, uh, I guess, to start off, we kind of want to um, start off somewhere in a sense like, hey, you know, uh, you who runs this tournament, can we host a side tournament, you know, with offline 3v3 and kind of work that out some kind of way, you know? That's the dream to me. Like, if I can get that to happen and work, and figure out all the details in that, man, I would be the happiest person ever. <laughs> I would be so happy. Um, and honestly, and as far as, sorry, honestly, I just want to add, like, I feel like a lot of those TOs should definitely take the opportunity to even put some of those things on like the big screen, like the final four and stuff like that, you know, cause it's just great support for the game and the community. Oh yeah, dude. I'll tell you right now. I got some, I've gotten close to, uh, you know, Rick and Jabali, especially, um, they kind of mentored me a lot through this. Like, seriously, like, I I feel like I owe them thousands of dollars of, of so much information that, they, that they've given me. And, like, I, I'll come to them with, like, a, hey, guys, what do you think about this? I'll show them, like, a, a email for a sponsor or something like that that, I wanted, that I'm trying to get a sponsor for. And they'll be like, hmm, they'll read it over, and he'll give me a keynote. And he'll be like, on the, <clears throat> on the bottom, he'll be like, sorry if it seems harsh. And I'm like, bro. Don't apologize for this. This is what I want. So they've guided, they've guided me. Like, Jabali and Rick both have guided me through this process and kind of calmed my nerves with, like, the anxiety of things not working out or backup plans, plan Bs, you know, and mm. being prepared, you know, mentally prepared for stuff like that to not always work out because uh, my friend Frank says it best, you know, you're trying to get 32 grown adults to be in one place at one time for a set amount of time. Like, <laughs> that's... That's hard, you know. Impossible. Thanks, yeah, <laughs> thanks to you know, thanks to Rick and Jabali. Shout out to them, you know. Uh, they definitely helped me learn how to do this better, you know. Even though it's just online at the moment, they definitely have taught me a lot. And we're, you know, I hope to work with them one day in the future. That, that'd be the dream, you know. Well, uh, so, you should hit up Rick. I'm sure he'd be open to that. Yeah, and again, if, if anybody out there is ever thinking about running an event, you mentioned Plan Bs. That's what being a TO is all about, man. Having Plan B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, and oh, J man. already <laughs> when Plan A this fails. Last, <laughs> this last season, particularly, normally we have one or two dropouts per tournament. No big deal. But this last season, like I said, no nothing, no shot to anyone else. And it's not like <laughs> egg, it's just like. Eight people couldn't make it because we had to reschedule because a, a freaking ice storm. Like, oh, if I walked out yeah. my house, if I walked out my house, my my walls of my house on the exterior were ice. Oh, like, I would have to push the door, 
and break off ice to get outside sometimes. Like, it was wow. bad. Yeah. So, uh, Fire Liga and a couple of my friends, you know, we couldn't make it, couldn't get the tournament to go that day. So, the rescheduling is what, you know, kind of sh- shot off yeah. uh, a lot of people getting, had to be replaced. But, that, like you said, plan A through Z, and that, that worked out. We got it. And I think, to me, this was probably the best one I've ever run. Yeah, it was definitely the best one I've ever ran. And it's only getting better. We're going to make sure that Season 5 is going to be explosively good. Like, we've got, we've got a lot of plans for that one. So awesome. what were what were the results from this one? Before you get out of here, just let Ooh, me know. Dude. Okay, let me tell you real quick. I'm going to make it short sure as possible. Team Red Raccoon Army, uh, Veneno, Binary Zodiac, and Colazo. The last match, last round, Veneno was on a pixel of health. <clears throat> he was playing as Fulgore, and he was fighting against Shin Hisako. He was in the corner. His Shin Hisako's hands were on the ground, ready to grab him when he woke up, <laughs> no. if anything. And she was ready to meet him with a special move to check him out. So, he just built a pip to get the four, the four pips. He shadow teleported out of there, hit her, and while she's getting hit, Shin Hisako's hands are not active, but as soon as she hits the ground, they're back to being active. So, he hit her and immediately teleported away. She she quick rose up and did a DP, and he teleported warm away from it, and then cyber dashed into her and got a uh, heavy auto into counter breaker into killing her and won the match wow. and brought his team back from the dead and then proceeded to go and win the event. That's awesome. <laughs> what a beast! What a beast! That's awesome. Vanero FGC. I have the clip on my Twitter. I'll show. I'll, I'll tag you. Sometime yeah, please later. do. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. It was. <laughs> I don't think uh, we all, everyone was in there was screaming because normally I'm not, when I'm on, uh, whenever I have my commentary, which is Filega and Charbok, I don't commentate usually. I just keep my mic closed. Yeah. I have to turn my mic on and t- scream, what the? <laughs> like, it was too much. <laughs> it was awesome. too much, bro. Yeah, it was awesome. So, so there, right there. plug yourself. Where can people follow you? Where can they watch you? Well, guys, I am usually the most easiest person to find because I have one handle for everything I use it's Devil May Care 4 on YouTube. On Twitch, uh, Twitter, Xbox, PlayStation 4, uh, Steam, if you want to play some games, we play Smite. Uh, just hit me up at Devil May Care 4. Uh, also, want to shout out my team. I really think they deserve to be followed as well because it's not just me who does this. Uh, Filager, same thing. He's the same as him. Easy guy. Filager, he's in the chat right there. Follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, Hi, I'm Keith is right there too. That's the guy who runs the turn. Like, Runs the production value of the stream and it does like all the trailers and graphics, um, which so are super follow. cool, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charbok is like my second in command. Charbok FGC, follow him at Charbok FGC. Um, you know these guys are my crew. Oh, let me add. This is uh, another guy we added to our crew. Officially added him as a full time like event planner with huh. us is Venom Buster. Check him out. Um, he's a he's gonna be part of. He's gonna be assistant graphic designer for. Keith. Keith's gonna have an employee oh, cool. essentially. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah. Keith needs help. He's he works hard, you know. So <laughs> that's really now, cool. Now before yeah. you go, well, anywhere... you definitely put together a great team there. It the events are awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. sorry I couldn't make it yet again, but yeah, hopefully. Hang one on, of these hang years on, hang we'll on. Before you go, before you go, <laughs> let's get this on here just so we can see this. Oops, my Okay, brain. let's all right, what do we got? Yeah, please watch this clip, dude. <gasps> Oh my god. That might be it. Bring the nose. No break. That's safe. Oh. That's safe. Nice. 
Okay, all right. Oh my god. Yeah, they're coming. Oh! Oh! oh, oh they're right there. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, if you got if you don't know those little hands that are on the ground right there, those are coming for you. And like like you said, if she's not actually being comboed at that point, they're going to get you. You're done. 20% free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, super obnoxious situation to be put in and wow, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, and he then he and then he proceeded to win. Counterbreaker, what a counterbreaker! If he would have lost that, by the way, if he would have lost, got chipped out, he would have been out of the tournament. That was it. There's what no losers bracket. It's a it's a single limb. That's crazy. What a genius! Mm -hmm. Big brain. Yeah, All right, man. Well, thanks a lot for coming on. Oh yeah, dude. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Later. Peace. There you go. That was cool. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Always, always yeah. uh, cool to, I mean, last week we had Isaiah here to promote a bunch of Grand Blue stuff. And here we have mm. DMC promoting some Instinct stuff. So, yeah, if we can, like, if we can keep supporting all the different uh, communities like that, I think that would be awesome. So if you've got some 100%. cool stuff planned for your community, let us know and we'll be more than happy to bring you on to talk about it. So, yeah, tweet it. Yeah, I'll talk to the, to the MK guys. There's so much stuff going on community-wise there. Okay. That's a good call. All right, well, let's move on to next section here, the 5 5 matchup where we talk about FGC-related stuff. Most of them are questions from the viewers, but sometimes we do our own, and we're going to start out by doing our own. As it says right there, sign up, tweeted. Here's the entire tweet. It's short. He says, oh, by the way, if you don't know Zynak, um, he's a player from, the, he's from the Midwest originally. That lives in Japan doing work for Arxis, but he's been in game dev for a long time. He's one of the main reasons why Guilty Gear has as good of rollback as it does. So. Absolutely. He says, we need forums to come back. That's the entire tweet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's the tweet. That's the tweet. And then there was a lot of discussion about, you know, are forms actually gone? Maybe they still are there because some of them still do exist. And some people were saying, well, you know, in some ways forms are good, but actually social media is better in some other ways. What do you guys think? Um, I am going to be an old man and say that I prefer forums. Who would have, the 30 plus year old would have said forums Let's go. What about what about James? What about the forty plus? What do we got here? Look, I I see people saying in the chat right now we've got Discord. Discord, Discord is hard to find. Discord is ass, dude. <laughs> like, honestly, it's hard to find I don't know about Discord, that, man. I I, I don't want to tweet about it. I just want to go to the website. And it goes, sorry, James, I'm cutting you off. No, it's all good. No, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh well, yeah, I, I was saying like, all right, so new game comes out, right? I feel like I'm pretty well known in the FGC. New game comes out. I have trouble finding the damn Discord. I got to tweet, you know, at certain people to find out where the Discord is for the game. And then there's mini Discords for each character. It's just too much, man. Just let me go to a forum where all the information is there forever. If there's videos or tech, it's just, it's there. It's, it's right there in the thread. You can find it anytime you want. Discord is, is too it's too much. It's too it's it's a lot just to get going. Like for a new player who is like, I wanna I wanna discuss this game with other people, where do they go? 
if you don't know anyone in the FGC, what do you do? You can't find right. that Discord. It's impossible. I mean, so, I mean, if you didn't know anybody in the FGC, how did you find Shoryuken or Dustloop or Tekken Zaibatsu, etc.? Uh, well, back in the day, it was tougher. But nowadays, you can Google. You can't Google a Discord. <laughs> that sounds like something like some uh, totally out of touch congressman would say. Yeah, I mean it does, wrongly. but it's true. You can't you can't Google search for the <laughs> you Discord. Can't Google you can't. No, but you're right. Or you're right. They end up going to Reddit. They end up going to Reddit, and Reddit is designed so that things don't stay there. All I mean, they're there, but the way Reddit's designed is the shit goes to the bottom eventually. Yeah, the voting so system. Like the voting system in in, in Reddit good. is the problem. The thing about forums was it's not even just a matter of what the medium was. It was just a matter of how forums provided a certain a certain kind of expectation. Like different forums had different rules for sure, right? Like, uh, but you know, for example, on the showryukin.com forums, uh, how fortuitous that I just happen to be wearing this. Um, you know, if you put in like quote retweet right. Like you would get that that post would get deleted, you know what I mean, kind of thing. So uh, you like forums were designed; they they pr they they promoted quality kind of co you know kind of discussions and stuff. You had to have something to say. There were other threads designed for people just to have conversations or whatever like that. I mean, every time I try to go look up information in a Discord, I go there and it's just. Like, people aren't even talking about the main topic. You know what I mean? Like, they're just talking about whatever at this point. And so, uh-oh. Did we, did we lose cameras over here or something? I've been, I've been frozen this whole time. I was just going to wait and see how long it took you to oh <laughs> yeah. figure it out. I'm sitting brilliant. here laughing. My, my Discord filter doesn't let my laugh go through, but I've been dying the whole time. <laughs> uh... Oh, jeez. Well, it is not okay. showing up. It is not showing up. Oh, no. Let me let me check my camera. Anyways, keep discussing. Yeah. In, in any case, like, the, the whole thing for me, honestly, is I, I miss forums a lot. Obviously, I'm an old man, and that's how I, I, I enjoy I Like, for me, that was one of the best ways to converse with people. I think that there needs to be... I mean, I've come up with this idea already. I've talked to various people about it, but there needs to be a way to bring back forums. I have an idea for it. Uh, I don't know if I could actually code it and set it up. But I think if I did, it would actually basically be the coolest thing ever. And uh, I'll just have to figure out a way to make it work or something like that and talk to some people. But uh, uh, see if I can make it work. But I, I think forums, I miss it because forums had a longevity. Forums had a uh, 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 an easier form of discourse so that if you are, if you showed up to the forum and you're brand new to the forum a lot of the relevant threads would still be relevant from the first post all the way through. There was the ability to go go to the last unread post, you know, all these things. It's very... For someone with OCD, forums are much better. Discord is not designed for people with OCD. Honestly, it's because you don't feel like you can catch up to anything. You feel like everything goes everywhere and it's... Um, it's, it's not, like, I don't use Discord because every time I go to a Discord, I look at it and I'm like, I can't process this and I just leave. You know, I can't do it. I can't find the relevant information, so. Well, just, I 
I don't have a strong position on this, I think, ultimately. I liked how forums worked, and that's what I used for like 15 years, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And that felt very natural to me. But I also like some of what happens with the stuff that we have today, social media and Reddit and Discord. Yeah. So I like that, like Discord isn't really the replacement for forums, it's the replacement for IRC. Right. And it's basically just a strictly better IRC. It's like, mm -hmm. what if IRC, you could like pin messages really easily mm -hmm. and have media in there and have links and stuff and, you know, have, have multiple rooms within the same room kind of situation. It's just a strictly better version of that. So I, I think that that's great. I really like that. I also like that on social media, the downside, of course, is that things get lost, but the big upside is that you reach so many more people. So much easier to reach so many more people mm -hmm. on social media because there's not this barrier of you're on a particular website that nobody else knows about unless they specifically do the research. Everybody is on Twitter. A lot of people are on Facebook. A lot of people are on Instagram, etc. And so you can reach people really easily in a way that you can't in other in forums. Right. So I, I like that. I think that's a really big upside. I don't find discords difficult to navigate for information. It's got search functions, which is what I did in forums. I just always just search and you do the same thing on discord and there are pinned messages just in the same way that there are pinned threads on a forum. I don't know. So I, I don't feel like there's that much difference there. The thing that I like about uh, forums is that, well, I'd say one other thing that I like about forums is that there's kind of like a, there's, there's for some of them so many years there that you have this kind of like institutional wealth that you don't easily have access to in Discord mm -hmm. because like you guys were saying, they are, Discords are spread out. There's not like the Discord that you go to that then is <laughs> split up into a hundred different ways. Right. There's a, every, you know, everything's so separate. And I don't find that it's difficult to find the other ones. Yeah, I just, I Google the Discords or whatever. And I, <laughs> you know, I put on Twitter where you have so much more reach, not just me with a lot of followers, but like you have access to so many more people on social media. Um, I don't feel like they're difficult to find. Uh, it's just that, yeah, they are separate. So, whereas in forums, some of, the some of the discussions people have today on social media are things that we were talking about 10 or 15 years ago. And we're talking about them in like the same way. Like yesterday, a couple days, last week maybe, the MK scene's been talking a lot about flawless blocking. It's exactly the same conversation we had about parries and third strike. It's exactly the same conversation. <laughs> With some people taking the, yes, it's good. Some people are like, it's too mix-up heavy. Yada. It gets rid of the footsies, jumpings, or whatever. Like, there's all, it's the same conversation. If, if this was still on forums, you'd be able to see that that had happened. And so I don't know that you would have the same conversation about it now, because you could just be like, look at this entire thread. This is literally what you guys are saying, like verbatim. Check it out. You can't really do that on social media mm -hmm. as easily. So... In the end, I don't really feel like I have like a strong favorite among them. I feel like they each have things that they do really well, and none of them really feels to me like they're full of all the right answers. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's it's interesting. The, the thing about it is the, the older methods were more... had more permanence, but the newer methods have more reach 
and more accessibility. Because one of the problems of forums, you know, as I mentioned, you know, if you put in a short tweet, a uh, short post, ha, then uh, people would like say like, you, you're not allowed to do this and blah, 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 blah. There was sort of an elitism also in forums that you don't get, you know, in the discords and all these other things like that. So for sure there's a, uh, good uh on both sides so well i don't know why this is on i mean zion x the one who tweeted it the other day and we're just talking about it but this yeah. is not to specifically blow yeah, zion X. and by the way yeah, yeah. i do want to mention i saw some people kind of coming at me for this i definitely have real ocd i'm not one of those people who's just sitting here like yeah i'm just pretending i have ocd when you've memorized the number of steps on most staircases in public places that you've gone to so that you can step in an even number of steps with both of your feet. When I swipe left and right on my phone to make it equal to the amount of times I swipe up and down, when I bounce my mouse back and forth, right to left, left to right, left to right, right to left, left to right, right to left, right to left, left to right, left to right, right to left, right to left, left to right, Left, right to left, left to right, left to right, right to left to make it even. Trust me, I have OCD, okay? I don't want anybody saying that I am making this shit up, okay? <laughs> I know. I mean, who cares about this in the chat? Because uh, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing to say, I have OCD, just to kind of be like, oh, I, I have OCD. I am, you're, not, you're not being fanciful about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm legit OCD, okay? I know when I say that the Discord forums, I can't handle them because of OCD, it's because there's too much noise. I can't process it, and my brain... I mean, it's how, I mean, you know this, David, I used to scroll back and make sure I never missed a tweet on my timeline. Yeah. I used to, if I was commentating for eight hours, I would scroll back eight hours to make sure I never missed anything. And the speed at which Discord goes makes that impossible. And the amount of conversations in Discord makes that impossible. So I can't, I can't handle Discord for that reason. So, you know, that's, like I said, I'm. I am definitely OCD. So, <laughs> as as far as Reddit as a forum, I use Reddit all the time. I'm a big redditor. But I guess as I've gotten as I've gotten accustomed to it or just inured to it, maybe the idea of posting on Reddit has become much less interesting to me. I mean, I'm somebody who has a billion tweets. I had a billion posts on SRK and the other forums that I was on. I really like talking, but on Reddit, I just have gotten way less interested in actually posting and interacting on Reddit. Uh, the way that the upvoting works is really good for some stuff and really gnarly for some stuff. And yeah. I just, you know, it's got it's got its pluses and minuses, just like the other things that we were talking about for sure. I certainly respect people who are trying to make Reddit work as a legit forum. There's a great MK forum on there. There's a great Street Fighter forum on there. Like a lot of fighting games have really good and well-maintained Reddit uh, subreddits. But yeah, I, again, I just I feel personally like there's things that I like and there's things that I absolutely don't like about Reddit, and that kind of mm -hmm. makes me not interact as much. I'm on Discord all the time. Like I'm posting in the discords that I care about all the time as well, including for games and including for characters that I play. It's just I'm not I'm not a big talker on Reddit anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never have been. Nah, not my thing. 
<laughs> Anyways, Anax in here now. So again, sorry to actually have your name as being up here. We're not blowing you up. We're just Chase. Used... You're the problem, and we're calling you out. We're sick of your shit. All right. <laughs> we were just using the excuse to talk about this. All right. Alright. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> there wow. Wow. Shocked wow. face. Wow. Wow. Oh man. It's true, Shapular. I do like talking. Who would have a guess? Alright, you ready to move on to the next part? Yeah. Do it. On to the next thing. The poll. On to the poll. Hey, I'm an Ultra Chan subscriber, so I get to vote on those now. Sick, dude, me too. <laughs> Number one, have you ever encountered anxiety playing matches online that you've otherwise never felt playing offline? If so, what do you believe caused it? Number two, do you think the inclusion of frame data, oh no, i.e. in training mode, affects how the game is played? Do you think it encourages safer or more aggressive play? How about more heart or mind play? Number three, in the light of Women's History Month, what can we do individually and as a community to make the FGC a better place for women? Number four, do you think that fighting game devs could get away with wasting a slot on a joke character as easily as they used to back in the day? Number five, have you ever continued playing a game you don't enjoy because you like the community or your friends like it? Number six, if you could only play new or original fighting games released in 2016 to 2021, no remasters or re-releases, what would your top three be? There's our six for the day. Number three is the winner. It's in the light of hashtag Women's History Month, what can we do individually and as a community to make the FGC a better place for women? Obviously a very important topic and one that we have talked about many, many times on this show and I'm sure we'll continue to do so. It's hard, I think, to kind of boil it down into a 5-5 matchup question and answer where we typically just take like 10 or 15 minutes to talk about this stuff. Uh, but what do you guys think? Um, well, you know, treat women like humans. <laughs> I guess That's we could pretty, boil it down extremely. Good, That's true. To just be like, quit, quit being assholes. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> just to boil like it way down. Don't be creepy and weird. And if you don't know what creepy and weird is, like, just don't say things to women that you don't know that you wouldn't like say to your sister or your mom. Like, just be a normal person, man. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to not creep people out, I think. Well, that's... Like I mean, apparently that's it. not that's not the case. But, big butt on that you one. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my yeah. answer has always been the same for, for quite some time now, is mm. uh, put more women in positions of importance mm -hmm. in the FGC. You know, I, I've talked to the guys who ran EVO before about putting a, you know, finding someone, obviously just don't put them just to be a token there, but like finding yeah. someone who is, you know, uh, qualified to be, you know, a, a woman to be part of like the team that runs EVO kind of thing. Or, you know, we already have uh, women out there doing cool things like uh, Equinox Rose, uh, Alicia X Life of Team Axel uh, Accelerate, you know, they're leaders of their own little esports teams and such. You know, sure. we have a lot of people out there doing stuff like that, but we need to do more because I've said this before and I know people make fun of me for saying it, but I mean, women are going to know how to make the FGC a better place for women than guys will. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, 
that's how it works. Um, so, you know, putting women into positions of more power, I think would be important. It would be cool if we had a major tournament that was run by, you know, uh, a TO that was a woman, for example, you know, and I think that's kind of one of the, the most important things. Now, obviously, it's a chicken and an egg thing because if our community sucks towards women, women aren't going to be want to be put in, they're not going to be able to grow to get to that position. But so we do have to just be better as a community to to have women get to that position. I mean, you know, Persia's opened up a bunch of doors for commentary for women, for example, you know, sure. but as long as we can find those kind of situations and, 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 and craft that kind of environment, open the doors for women in the FGC, I think that's the way that uh, we do it. So it does start with us to be better about it, but then, you know, hopefully it can grow to a point where women are in more influential positions. Yeah, when we've had topics on this stuff in the past, it's been important to both of us to bring on women to actually talk about it rather than just having our opinions, right? Like, because what James, what James is saying is absolutely accurate, that they're the ones who are gonna know the best. Um, so, I mean, we did that in our first season of doing this, and I feel like we've done it, I don't know, a ton of times ever since. Yeah. And it's important, we'll keep doing it for sure. Uh, that's, those are the important things to, to, to keep doing for sure. But you're right that, it does start with the community being better about this. And there are, even when the community was even worse, right? Even back in the day when it was not a comfortable place for women to be, um, there were always at least some women and they had to like really fight to get into any like significant positions of any kind. Um, and and that wasn't easy for them. So there, there were barriers to that that you know are are hard to get through i'm sure i mean they as you can see the with the results of there not being that many women in commentary or in toing etc broadcasting there always have been some and there are more and more and it's totally true that we need to make sure that the people who are the women who are doing that are people who we um you know do continue to actually put into positions of authority or into high level commentary positions or, in, you know, giving top players who are women um, that kind of uh, spotlight that we would give to somebody else too, because it's important that other women see or other girls see that there's, there are people who are doing these things and that they, they too can do them, hopefully create a positive feedback loop. But yeah, to boil it down, ultimately, um, man, quit being a, quit being a jerk all the time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, a, a lot of it too is tough because there's a lot of people out there who really truly believe in making the space equal for women, but there's just a lot of societal misogyny embedded deep yeah. into us that we have to be aware of, right? A lot of people with good intentions will see a, you know, they'll go up into a fighting game and a girl comes up and plays them in a tournament and they'll be like, oh, I wonder if she's good. I'll go easy on her. I'll play my secondary character. And, you know, you think you're trying to be welcoming and stuff like that, but honestly, that's actually kind of messed up. <laughs> you know? people that do that are people that haven't ran into Marine. Or like, anybody. You know, there's a lot yeah, of... Yeah, I've, I've known... I've known women since the early mid 2000s. The whole time I've been playing, basically, I've known at least some who are legit for sure, you know, in games the whole time. So it's not, this is not some new phenomenon, but I think there was instead the phenomenon was that 
guys kind of refused to believe it in many cases mm -hmm. or that or they, mm. they willfully ignored it or just you know whether passively ignored it whatever it was like there there was a narrative that women weren't doing that even as women were in fact doing this imagine yeah. thinking women can't be good at video games <laughs> I, you know just, it's like what and yeah, it's, it's, like i said i hear you it's, but it's, it used to be so common and it still is way too common Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you have to see it as more of a nurture thing than a nature thing, right? I mean, when you have someone like Kayane growing up with older brothers who would beat her in fighting games and she got sick of it, that's the same story that we've heard. That's probably the same story that Sonic Fox had when they were growing up with their brother beating them right. in, you know, in Dead or Alive or whatever like that. And then Kayane goes and makes top eight at Evo in Soul Calibur six. You know, I mean, like, it's the same story. It's it's a nurture thing as opposed to a nature thing. You know, the, the problem yeah. is that, you know, we've had great players. I can name like three or four just right off the cuff, uh, but I don't want to name names right now. Uh, but like who were in the FGC, who were very solidly strong fighting game players who just left because it was too toxic. Yeah. And I don't yeah. blame them. You know, it's absolutely like... There's no reason for them to stick around and do this kind of thing when they can go do something else and suffer a lot less, uh, you know, yep. misogyny and frustration. So for sure. Yep, yeah. I knew people like that the whole time. Back in college days, I knew a woman who was really good. She stopped playing. I was living in D.C. Same thing. Like each time I I met and then no longer saw a woman who was a good player or had good potential and then just didn't want to put up with it anymore. Um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that back in the day I was I was good about these things either. I think many of us in the FGC, and certainly me included, were not good about these things mm -hmm. um, for a long time, long time. You know, you go back and look at what we were saying in IRC or on SRK that we were just talking about. It's not going to be good stuff. So we're certainly in part to blame for this having taken as long as it is, and it's still obviously going to be taking a while. Um, but important to recognize that and to learn from that and to be better moving forward and hopefully we at some point probably not in the near-term future but hopefully at some point we'll have a better situation for ourselves mm -hmm. here yeah but at the All same right. time you know even from a commentary standpoint like david and i made conscious efforts to stop doing commentary for girls playing fighting games uh you remember at the run back when we used to do marvel and lily would play on stream you know a lot of the times commentary would be like oh my god she she did that crazy combo you know like and it's just like right. you don't do that to other people you know you don't do that to guys when they're on stream and so i still remember one time there was a we when we were doing commentary because people were doing that and david and i got frustrated we just started we just started commentating all the guys like they were girls you know i don't remember this yeah awesome. we were just like oh my god this guy did the combo oh my god and you know what he's kind of cute too who would you <laughs> pick <laughs> over yeah okay. we were doing that at the run back one time you know and it's just it's such an indication of how people change when uh, a woman shows up on stream and stuff like that right. and we were kind of poking fun at that and uh uh that is like I said, a lot of the people who are doing that are trying to do that to compliment the girl. Like, oh, wow, she did the combo. Oh, wow, she can try dash with Magneto. You know, like they're trying to compliment, but you're being subconsciously misogynistic in that way. And that's one of the tougher things to 
to, 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 I mean, most of the time when you talk about misogyny, racism, transphobia, all these things, it's, it's obviously the people who are absolute blatant misogynists and transphobic, transphobics and stuff like that are a problem, but it's the subconscious from all the people who have good intentions, who don't realize that they're accidentally doing these things that can be a little more harmful in a way. And it's one of those things that you have to look at your own speech, your own thought process and realize it's happening uh, to to make it better, uh, in my opinion. They're definitely both to blame here, for sure. Yeah. And we, we can control really only the parts that are that we're feeding into, you know, right. they only have so much control mm -hmm. about what other people do. Um, so yeah, make sure that you're looking internally and trying to do better on that. And again, like sure. we said right at the beginning, most importantly, talk with women about this, ask them about it, and make sure that they're in positions where they can help actually influence yeah. what does happen. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. You want to move on to the next one? Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> oh, Second place here was uh... number two, which is, do you think the inclusion of frame data, i.e. in training mode, affects how the game is played? Do you think it encourages safer or more aggressive play? How about more heart or mind play? I apologize about this because I know most people don't like to talk about like this topic or don't find it particularly real. So <laughs> I apologize <laughs> that it keeps coming up. It's all uh, good. On these questions, because like so, I said, the, the funny thing is whenever I talk about it on my streams, I always try to add the caveat that this is my belief and that this is not necessarily something that other people believe in. So, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like that this is some sort of definite scientific authority opinion on how you. fighting games are played. So, I hear you. I, I would say for the inclusion of frame data in training mode, I think all that really does is just make people learn faster in the end. They get to where they would would have ended up anyway in the same game, mm -hmm. but yep. just a little faster. You yeah, know, you. I, I, I agree. It, yeah, I mean, it's whether there's frame data listed or not isn't why you're going to take a certain situation seriously or not, because if it wasn't in there, you would just take a while longer to find out that the situation was that way. You would have to be playing against people and then be like, "Why do I always get hit in this situation here?" And then you test it out in training mode or whatever, or you, you don't have training mode even. Let's say you have to experiment even more slowly on, well, what, maybe I can press a different button here, maybe a different one, and you just have to experiment. It just takes a while. Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas if you just have frame data, you can be like, oh, I can't press the button here because the numbers say that if they press <laughs> this button and I press this one, it's not gonna work out for me, right? Yeah. Then obviously there's, this is different than are there mix-ups around this, which there are, but the, the, Learning just takes place faster. I really think is the only outcome of having frame data in a fighting game. It's hard to know for sure because the games that have frame data in them are games that like are, I would say, like a little bit more complex or like that are that that do have um, that where knowing frame data is really useful. Let me phrase it that way. I think they are, they, are they do tend to be those games. But it's like hard to know for sure because not every game has this. But yeah, I would say you just learn the game faster in the end. And and I mean the the thing is like even if the frame data is not included in the game, we're gonna find it anyways. So yeah, that, that's mm. that's why I think it is very much just yeah, it just makes it faster. I don't I don't think it 
change as much. It's a nice feature to have. I hope every fighting game ever has it because it just makes things easier for us as, mm-hmm. as competitive players. For sure. But I don't think it. I don't think it. Like if you put frame data in Marvel Three training mode, it's going to change not a damn thing. Like right. the, the meta is not going right. to all of a sudden alter because there's frame data in training mode. Like it, it doesn't matter. I, I it, yeah, you just learn faster. And when SF Five came out, it didn't have frame data in training it mode. Certainly did. It didn't have crap. I mean, it had yeah. a training mode, but yeah. You know, and and yet, it still became a game where the frame data is quite important, even though we oh, yeah. did it wasn't in the game. We, we had to anyway. find it. We had to find it elsewhere, and that's what we do. Frame data is just—it's—it's it's really good for confirmation, you know, and just to and to be able to see the numbers. You can take out the uncertainty, right? So a lot of the times, you know, I'll test the setup in Street Fighter Five, and I'm like, okay, this is a meat, perfect meaty setup. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I turn on the frame data and then you just see the numbers and it's like plus two. Yeah, okay, my medium punch will beat three frame normals. Like, I don't have to wonder, right? So it's like David said, it's just, it's basically like, uh, it's confirmation and it's also, you know, helps you learn on the fly. And also even right. will help you learn without having to look at the, at the, the game itself either, right? It's just, it's convenient because especially with a lot of the mobile frame data apps, I will recommend, as I've done in my own streams a bunch of times, FAT for Street Fighter V, Frame Calibur uh, is excellent for Soul Calibur, and I'll just have those apps open. Sometimes while I'm trying to sleep and maybe, you know, just like staring at numbers kind of zones me out a little bit. But, you know, you could be like, okay, this is minus eight, so if I sidestep here and he does this move, will I be able to dodge? And, you know, like just you can figure things out just by looking at the numbers that way. And, you know, for a game like Street Fighter V, I've told people in my chat, I was like, do not try to learn this game without frame data. I'm not saying that it's absolutely necessary to learn. It's just that the game is going to, you're going to learn it way faster. <laughs> you're going to learn it way faster because uh, Street Fighter V is less, is less universal, I would say, because a lot of times it's like, this crouching medium kick is plus. This crouching medium kick is negative. You know what I mean? It, there's less, yeah. like, Soul Calibur's, like, break attacks are plus. Like, you can almost always count on that kind of thing, you know? So uh, just learn the frame data that way. And, and and like Tubo said, some games are going to rely on it more than others. Like, would I tell you to learn Marvel with frame data? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Not all necessarily. All you need to know is a snap or two frames. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, it, it's it's frame data, like I said, I don't think in-game, it's just nice because what it does to bring it to the heart and the mind conversation from my standpoint is the reason why putting frame data is important in, in fighting games in the training mode is it helps the mind players out there. Because heart players won't necessarily be able to use it as easily, but why should we not put it in there to favor one side over the other? We should put in all the tools into a fighting game to help all the different kind of players to learn the way they want to learn. You know, by not putting the frame data in there, you're trying to tell people, like, kind of like how Harada did... I don't want you to have all the answers from the numbers. I want you to experiment. You're telling people how to learn the game. The problem is everyone learns fighting games differently. So let them learn the way that they feel the most comfortable. 
by putting sure. frame data in there, that is a favor towards the mind players. And by not having them there or they're there in the first place doesn't affect how heart players learn. So put it in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds right to me. I want all the info that we can mm -hmm. in there. Every game should have hitboxes shown. Like, give us all the info. Mm -hmm. I want to know all the, as much stuff as possible. For sure. Yeah, you're right. Different players learn differently for sure. Different players want to be doing different things. And if you don't care about that stuff, don't turn on in-game frame data. Don't turn on in-game hitboxes. <laughs> right. Easy yeah. enough, right? You don't need to be doing those things. Yeah. Pretty simple solution. Pretty simple for sure. Yeah. All right, moving on. Okay. Uh, Let's game... get to other game news. Again, there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff. Let's talk about... I'm just going to go in order on my end here. I don't know. Oh, you had... Uh, all right. Let's talk about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate first. Pyra and Mithra had a Nintendo Direct and now are playable in the video game. Did you guys watch or have you seen anybody play with these characters? No. Uh, I, I watched the... I watched... Uh, uh, Thanks, uh, Tubbo. I watched Sakurai's presentation for it, so I, yeah. I definitely watched that. Yeah, Yeah, me too. And I've seen a couple players play with him. Or play with her. Them, whatever. So it's a split character in the same way that like Sheik and Zelda were a thousand years ago, but they tried to make it more so that one isn't like obviously the better of the two. Right. Where Pyra is like the damaging, launching, slower character, and Mithra is the faster, less damaging character. As soon as he was showing that off, I was like, in my head, it's almost always the case that if you have two characters and one of them's the fast one and one of them's the powerful one the fast one's better yeah, it's like almost sure. always the case for sure uh, but anyway they, what they're trying to do is not have it be like that but from what i've been seeing in the smash community it seems like that's how it is <laughs> i've been seeing people tweet and i've watched some streams where people are like yeah i'm pretty sure that this other character like she's safer she finds more opportunities and you know the other character can like capitalize on some situations better but yeah. that's I mean, it's, it's, not it, going to be as what you're doing quite as often. Yeah, it's a cool idea for a character, but I mean, it's it's how different is it than Pokemon Trainer was in the past, right? You know, doing damage with the with the faster characters and then trying to kill them with the with the with the heavy characters, or even Shulk, right? Because doesn't Shulk change from speed mode to power mode and all different these things modes, yeah. like that? Well, I mean, you're you're thinking about the main Sheik, Sheik and Zelda, yeah. Everyone plays. You don't play Zelda. You play Sheik. I played well, they're, Zelda. They're finally separate now, but yeah. <laughs> I only happened. played Zelda just because I wanted to land bare and fair with the sweet spot as much as possible in Melee because it was so satisfying to hit. Oh, God. It was so good. Uh, I always called that the shoe every time I hit my friends with it. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean... It's it's a neat idea. I don't think it's anything revolutionary for the character because like I feel I feel like they've done no. it before. And the fact that they did separate Zelda and Sheik and then put the two characters in one, I thought was kind of a a weird way to. Because didn't they even separate all the Pokemon and the Pokemon Trainer, or are they back together as one now? I can't remember. I think Pokemon Trainer is. Yeah, he's. No, Pokemon Trainer is a character, right? Yeah, but you can also play separate Pokemon. I thought. I thought you could, like this pick Charizard. Or did they just make it... Uh... I think you're thinking of... Oh, 4 had Charizard as a solo. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My bad. Okay, okay. Got it, got it. 
but yeah, uh, honestly, like, um, yeah, it's a, it's a neat concept. Problem for me is I know nothing about Xeno gears. Is that where they're from? <laughs> Xeno gears. So nope. I, I, again, again, I don't really. <laughs> yeah. Try again. <laughs> yeah. I, I Another Xeno. Or Xeno blade. Xeno blade. Sorry. Sorry. Still not right. <laughs> Xenoblade, okay. But, I mean, to be fair, it'd Xenoblade be the same thing too. if Dirk the Daring showed up. Everybody else would feel that way, the way that I feel. And I would be the only one hyped for it, so. <laughs> See, Dirk the Daring? Yeah, yeah, I mean, from what I've seen from, of the character, it's not, like, an out-there kind of character. Like, I feel like they've been coming out with such interesting character designs over this last couple seasons of Smash. Some really cool things in there. And this character is pretty conventional looking for the most part. There's a little bit of stuff in there that's unusual. I've seen some cool cool looking tech, but anyway, enjoy Mithra, everybody, and occasionally Pyra. <laughs> okay. All right, let's, uh, what else we got? Skullgirls, oh yeah, Annie of the Stars is out. Sick. She is, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I've been watching a little bit. Um, she, Seems to kind of have like moves borrowed from a few other oh, yeah. arts games, I would say. Uh, but she looks she looks cool, and I've seen some cool looking combos with her. In addition, there's a patch. I mean, this is season one of Skullgirls. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> season one. Yeah, absurd to say, but yes, it's season one of Skullgirls. Uh, so there was a big patch, and some of the characters got changed really, really bigly as well. I mean, there's. A ton of stuff for Eliza. She's got really different stuff going on. It's cool. Um, in addition, I read that there were over a thousand users on Steam, which yes. is a, a bit of a bump up for that game from where it was. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, people. I mean, again, ask people if games die. I mean, the reason why Skullgirls was able to create a season one patch. I want to say seven years later, when did Skullgirls come out? 2013 like or whatever? 2013, yeah. I think. Like yeah, so seven, eight years. The reason why it can have a patch is because the players kept playing it, right? And they yep. never stopped. And so that allowed the dev to come back and support it. Like I said, I would love to see if somehow, you know, it's not going to happen, but it would be cool if Iron Galaxy just said, yeah, let's add more characters to Killer Instinct, you know? Like, I think that would be sick if something like that happened and it's happening to Skullgirls and I think that's wonderful and I'm really happy for the fans of Skullgirls and their community. Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, that, Annie, Annie's giant fireball, it's basically like a round trip basically, right? <laughs> the, the the sword toss or something? Or? The the super, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, she has interesting air mobility and she's got like kind of a Rekka and like an air dive kick Rekka and um, a big fireball, a big slow fireball, a kind of dash punch situation. And she's got a lot of stuff going on. She looks cool. Yeah. Cool. That's right. An air dive kick Rekka. I could see I could see her face double when I said that. You're like, oh. <laughs> I was thinking of Jury from Street Fighter Four. But what she if had... she could what if she could do dive kick, dive kick, dive kick? That's literally what Jury did. Did she? Jesus man. How many years did you commentate that game? No, 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 no. She couldn't. I'm like, I'm, I'm Gandalf walking into the mines. It was, it was literally called like something. Second Impact, Third Strike was the the names of the records. What? I definitely never knew that. I remember those names, 
But God, I barely remember what it looked like now. <laughs> I have no memory of this. It, it wasn't common. It wasn't a commonly used move. Just the, the first hit, not the, the full Rekkas. But she definitely did it. I it was have a thing. no memory. All right, it well, was off cool. of the, yeah, it was off of the EX. Anyway, whatever. I, moving on. Moving on. In Grand Blue Fantasy versus Eustace will be the fifth character in Season Pass number two. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. I, know that that. I will bet you a thousand dollars that Jury has a three hit attack that is a dive kick at Street Fighter Four. I will a thousand bucks right now. Okay, but it's not you don't get to choose each hit, right? Yes, you do. You can do one, two, and then stop, or one, two, three, or just one. You can it absolutely exists. It's a real thing. How do you know? Because I. Never mind. You know what? <laughs> I've been challenged on Street Fighter 4 on this stream so many times. Like, oh. I just feel like people didn't, you just didn't know I existed back then. I knew we, you existed. That's out. when I met you. I, video games. Like, I, I commentated you. this game with you, and all of a sudden, how does Tubo know things? Where has he been these past <laughs> 11 years? Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know anything about that game. So. I, I studied it a lot. Cause I Me wanted too. To be like, my hero ultra david i used to know a tremendous amount about that game and it has basically all gone out the ears <laughs> that's fair anyways anyways congratulations to eustace fans i don't know too much about him it's just the announcement but that's he's a gun be character happening. he's a gun character that's all i know okay let's talk about samurai showdown which has a significant patch i would say yeah coming out pretty soon well, kind of, because uh, it's out on Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X and not out anywhere else. And the devs have actually tweeted out, we are looking into what happened and why this got out so early by accident. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're yeah, looking into. It wasn't supposed to be out. Yeah, because it was supposed to come out on March 16th, right? Yeah, somebody messed up. Okay. Well, here's what happened, I think, eh? Someone submitted the patch to Microsoft, and Microsoft okayed it. They said, hey, put it out on this date. And they went, yep, that's the date. So <laughs> I don't know if you, how much you need to investigate that, but that's that's what happened. And I don't even work there, and I know that for a fact is yeah. what happened. But it's a pr it's pretty significant patch. I mean, some of the characters, like the bad characters, are definitely getting buffed. Some of the good characters are getting nerfed, except Gong Sun Lee is not getting touched much, which is crazy to me, because I think that character's so good. Like, she has the damn fastest teleport I think I've ever seen in a fighting game, and it's just, like, it's so busted. Um, but uh, on top of that, they're changing a bunch of system mechanics as well. They've added a guard break to the game, and I feel like they're trying to do it to reward using the C buttons a little bit more because the C buttons you almost never really threw out in neutral because they were obviously very t telegraphed and you could dodge them and stuff like that more easily. But they're the only buttons that can trigger a guard break when the character is flashing red uh, and they'll probably do the most guard damage. The videos that I've seen were like, it was like Three hits would put him into red, and then the fourth one would actually break them. Once you break wow. them, the C can actually be canceled, which yeah. isn't normal. Like, you can't actually buffer the standing C into an uppercut or something. But now, if you guard break them, you can. You can't combo them into SSMs and, and, uh, and weapon flips. However, actually, I don't know if you can do weapon flips or not. Don't quote me on that one. 
but there are some characters that can do stuff like guard break cancel into like ukiyo throw an apple and then combo into something bigger afterwards. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, people were finding ways around that to combo into SSM, I thought. Yeah. Mm. Canceling the C into, like, Ukiyo Apple and then going straight into SSM. And yeah, like yeah. So, like, but, you can you can burst it with your Rage Burst. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you can get out of it just like, you know, any any other situation. Yeah. Um, but what's really important is that SNK still hasn't fixed their online play <laughs> or the lobby. So all of this is really great, and I'm happy that they, they added all this to the game, and they're patching and adding characters, but no one can play it, so who gives a shit? Yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of the Sam Show fans express that, too. They're like, I got excited about the patch, and then I remember the netcode, and then I didn't care. So, yep. <laughs> I mean... Yep. It's like, it's like a, just a smack back to reality. It sucks so yeah. hard. I mean, the other the other system mechanic they added was being able to run into dodge now, which is kind of big as well, because you can try to bait out counter pokes from the run into dodge and stuff like that. But uh, the netcode thing is the big issue, right? There's no there's no word on that. There's no word on that being improved. Cham Cham's coming out, and I want to be excited for it. But, I mean, I'm going to try running some Parsec stuff this Thursday. I finally got that all set up, so I'm going to run Sam Show Parsec on Thursday this week. So if you want to come and play some Sam Show casuals and see how it feels on Parsec and stuff, um, come and hang out with me uh, on Thursday night. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, normal. Normally, most people can't play it online. Like it's just not playable, and it's really frustrating. The netcode, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the netcode not being good is just it's so uh, it's it's hurtful. <laughs> if a great patch drops in the woods and there's nobody there to play it, Dude, does it really exist? I saw someone respond to. SNK's tweet about the patch notes and said, Hey, I bought this game. I went on ranked and there was, I couldn't find anybody to fight, so I returned it. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. (sighs) Yep. I mean, that sucks. Yeah, that's, I don't have anything. I can't, I can't think of anything nice to say. It just, I, I wish I could be excited. I yeah. really love that I mean, game. it's yeah. I was I gonna really say it's do. a bummer for both of you guys, and it, it like bums me out watching you because I know you love the game so much, and you just feel like you can't play it. So yeah, I, I I mean, I, I, yeah. Even if I even if I didn't want to refuse, <laughs> which I I do refuse because they're not yeah. fixing it. But even if I wasn't that way, then I I wouldn't be able to play it anyways, man. So right. Big bummer. Big bummer. In KOF fifteen. Andy Bogard has a trailer. He's in the game. Ooh, yeah. He got a glow up. He did. He looks very nice. <laughs> yeah. He better than he did his game. I mean, I mean, in the previous game, he was, especially at launch, before they like made some changes, <laughs> he yeah. was particularly bad looking, yeah. I felt. Yeah, like, sure. he was really... The, the classic uh, meme that came out at that time of him fitting into Tekken 2's yeah. uh, art cover, cover yeah. art. <laughs> and it looks actually like it's right. He actually yeah. did fit into. I felt oh, like boy, what a gross looking character. But yeah, anyway, now he looks nice. I felt like they had no choice but to try to make him look much better because he was the the meme character. And it's funny because you can see it from a lot of people who are like, I've never cared about Andy before, but wow, he actually looks really cool. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> so uh, 
I mean, what's interesting about that one, obviously, is, you know, they re revealed Joe recently. So here you go, Joe, Andy. And so most people, although this trailer didn't say see you next week. So we're not sure if we're getting a trailer tomorrow or not, because uh, all the other Probably trailers not. said that. So we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, OK, here comes Terry. Although there could be, I mean, maybe they're trying to set us up for something crazy and it's Mai that's on this team instead. And Terry's on the team with like, with, uh, with Rock instead. Like there's a Terry, Rock, and, a, and another character. Like, like put Geese on there and just have the family reunion. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yes. Be really interesting. Their relationships. <laughs> yeah. I know the lore too, David. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, yep. the thing about it is, like... And this you, is, like, the one bit of SNK lore that I do know, though. Yeah. I, actually got I mean, it, it's it's one of those interesting things, though, is because the thing that I've learned about SNK fans is that one of the reasons why people love SNK, especially KOF, as much as they do is because the lore is so consistent and actually yeah, really, cool. really interesting. I mean... You know, I, I, I was talking to someone and they were saying like they, they don't like Street Fighter because their lore kind of sucks. And, you know, for me, it's one or, you know, like I like that that KOF has the lore. But at the same time, I kind of like the fact that Street Fighter's lore is really disjointed and kind of nonsensical because, you know, I grew up with Blanca's ending as he finds his mom and that's my bracelet, Jimmy. You know, like that was the lore that I grew up with. So... I'm cool with it either way. <laughs> My favorite part about the lore in fighting games is that I can completely ignore it and still enjoy the fighting game <laughs> all the same. I mean, Street Fighters is definitely bad, and I don't consider that a badge of honor. I think that's not super important to me, but also, like, Hugo wanted to be a potato in, like, 2015 or whatever. Like, why would you do these things? I don't know. They're just terrible Dude, decisions over look. and over again. I never played Street Fighter Five story mode. I, I One know. of the storylines of Street Fighter Three is that Dudley wants to defeat the big evil leader of the Illuminati because he stole his car. <laughs> that's a good reason to fight him. When well, Dudley, I guess it would be. I, a I good think that's actually him. a solid plot point. I mean, however, when he, cou counterpoint: Dudley's intro is him, well, his butler driving it <laughs> on his car. So he has his car. So yeah. why is he fighting Gil to get a car back that he already has? That's one of his. You assume you can't assume that this guy doesn't have like seventeen cars minimum. <laughs> you know, Dudley is does. wildly rich. He probably does have multiple cars. So I'm very sure that's a backup vehicle. That's no, not the one that I mean, Gil. The, the ending is literally he's like, "Take that, Gil," and Gil goes, "Fine," and throws the keys to Dudley, and then Dudley catches the keys, and then the ending ends. <laughs> Wow, I'm glad that's, I've never beaten that game with Dudley in my life. That is super sick. That's a good that's a good story. That's like John Wick. John Wick lost the puppy that his you know dead wife oh, gave him and he boy. goes on a killing spree. That's Dudley. How do we don't know where that car came from? Maybe his dying wife's last wish was drive this car every day, Dudley, and he's like, Okay. <laughs> and then Gil stole it. So now he has to go defeat Gil to get the car back. That's See, you do care about Lord Tubo. You're creating KOF lore right there, make, dude. I just want to make this terrible story sound more interesting. <laughs> I can't believe you spoiled John Wick for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're only like seven years late. You spoiled the story. 
Last <sighs> thing to talk about in terms of game news is that there's like a new game being made by the Street Fighter 2 developers. Did you see this? Did you hear about I this? Yes, I, did. I don't even really know what to make of this, but I guess it's for real. Uh, what I saw at first, it was like kind of in the context of like, is this a joke or is there just are they is this a parody it, of some situation? It but, is a joke. They straight up said they're making a parody of Street yeah. Fighter Two. In fact, so it is a joke. Yeah, yeah. It's Nishitani but from. They are making the game though. They are making the game. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 is, what is his name? Uh, Nishitani from from Arika. Uh, I believe so. Who who made Fexel? And like, yeah. yeah, he said that he's getting the whole gang back together, the original Street Fighter Two gang, and uh, and one other guy, uh, and they're literally going to name it some name with a two at the end of it, even though it's yeah. the first one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're trying to come up with a name that won't get them sued, you know? Uh, <laughs> I joke that they should just call it Road Warriors 2. I think that would actually be kind of mm. funny. Just call it Road Warriors 2. But, uh, yeah, they they say that they want to make a game that's like a parody of Street Fighter 2. And I think that would be kind of hilarious. <laughs> it could be. Good luck to them. I don't know how they plan to profit from this or if they plan uh, yeah. to at all. It's right. I don't know. Definitely really not going to be taken seriously competitively. So it'll probably have rollback though. You know, if the Hero guys are working <laughs> on it. Hey, that would look, be pretty sick. Dong Dong never die. And uh, what's that other one called? That Cantu No or something or other. The the oh something something Kanta too. Yeah, uh, look, and Sailor Moon, they all have scenes, okay? So I believe. <laughs> I believe. Good luck. Good luck to them. Doc, Yanta, something like that. They anyway. should just call it Fighting Street. Because <laughs> that's what that's what Street Fighter 1 was called on the TurboGrafx-16. It's <laughs> called Fighting Street for no reason. <laughs> um. All right. That's all I got for game news. Again, there's a lot. A lot of good stuff going on right now. A lot of good announcements. A lot of good stuff coming out. Or is already out. Exciting time. Yeah, Cham Cham is going to be coming out pretty soon. So uh, Cham Cham is supposed to come out on the 16th with the official release of the patch. So we'll see what Cham Cham is like at that point in time. Like I said, I will have my uh, Parsec online uh, event Sam show sword of online uh, that'll be on Thursday on twitch.tv slash jchenzo or if you want to come and try to play some casuals so cool um, alright they said that uh, the next character for them's fighting herds is going to be released on March 25th just announced today Shanty oh I didn't, th Ooh, didn't know that yeah Urkic man just said that they what just announced today so there you go what was it called Shanty. Them fighting her. Shanty Ooh, I heard that. That's awesome. Thank you. Oh. On March 25th. Thanks, Richard Kuklinski, for the sub and the nice message. Much obliged. So let's move on to uh, just a tiny bit of community news, especially with, with respect to the FGC, like one thing. I just wanted to highlight the fact that the We Play Ultimate Fighting League MK11 tournament is going to go on in two weeks. And they have, it's going to be actually in person. And they like last time, are going to be having just a few players come, just a few commentators come, obviously keeping it small still. And I'm sure they'll do all the testing stuff that they did before as well. They have invited um, Romanova yeah. for commentary, which is really great. I thought that was cool to see. And they have invited Combat 
as the first player as well. Mm, okay. Um, so again, March 25th is when that starts. Yeah, shout outs to uh, both of those. Those are two great people to invite. And then that's all I had for FGC related com uh, community stuff. But I also just briefly wanted to talk about the fact that Tasteless and Artosis have been let go from Africa TV, which was doing it, the English broadcast for ASL for StarCraft. Um, so they are currently not, my understanding is, employed as broadcasters Ooh. for the first time in a billion years. Yeah, what the what hell? The... Why? Why were they let go? I don't know what the situation is, but they both announced it and Damn. haven't read or seen any more info about that. All right. That's, That's wild, awesome. dude. That's kind of crazy. Uh... Oh, are they doing Valorant as well? I haven't been keeping up with Valorant at all, but that's cool. Good to hear that they have other stuff going on. But not StarCraft at this point. Yeah. Which is super weird. So, look, the, there was going to be some end to this at some point. But it, like, feels notable to me that it's it has come, I guess. I guess You're we'll talking about comes back, but... an end for StarCraft, or...? For them commentating StarCraft, yeah. Oh, okay. That, that, to me, is, like, such an... It's a long era, and it's if it's over now, it's the end of a very long era. I mean, I, I... Like a dozen years, 15 years, something like that. But, I mean, would that... I mean, I'm sure other companies war, yeah. would hire them for that gig anyway, right? Others... Or is there only one broadcasting company for StarCraft in Korea? I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think there are actually rights that Blizzard, like, doles out, yeah. Really? So if, if you're not hired by Afrika to do StarCraft, you, nobody... you Nobody's gonna be, like, DreamHack can't hire you for StarCraft or something like that, or...? I don't... Maybe not in Korea. They're both... They both stream as well, but... Yeah, that's my understanding, at least. There's... There is still the Brood War thing going on, so they just don't have English commentary for it. Yeah. Weird. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, for, for me, they were quite formative in how I approached commentary. You know, both of them had a big impact on me when i was first just happened to be getting into this thing you know <laughs> when i was a wee lad <laughs> basically and when i when we were getting into commentary james at this point that's 10 11 years ago they it felt like they'd already been doing it forever yeah and looking back that's not true they had only been doing it for a few years but like it felt like yeah that was such a long time in the context of like games back then right it, yeah. at that time 10 years felt like it was forever and now it's like you know we're talking about time spans <laughs> I mean, of 20 30 years the thing about it is i mean of course we looked up to them as commentators they were some of the the only real notable ones at the time you know what i mean they like tastosis was yeah. the commentary team in fact when we first started doing commentary people came up with the ultra chen name for us because they kept joking we were like the tastosis of Street Fighter 4, so they're like, you guys are uh, Ultra Chen, and that's where that came from, so... Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Fun that's, story. Fun that's story. why That's why the name of this program is Ultra Chen TV. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought this was notable, and it feels like it's kind of the end of an era. I hope that they both do find a chance to commentate that game again, because they clearly love it so much. Yeah. As long as they have well, other stuff well, going on. I was going to say, uh, I have a fun story where I, have a, I had a friend who when I don't talk to anymore, but when I first started playing fighting games and you two were commentating something that we were watching, uh, he was like, oh, so these guys are like the, the tasteless and art the tasteosis of fighting games. And I was like, 
yeah, I guess. But, you know, like I, I, I commentate too. And he literally told me, you'll never be like them. And here I am, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Suck my wow. wiener. No wonder you said you don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> what a nice fella. Yeah, they're both big fighting game heads, actually. They both really like, mm -hmm. they both uh, played a lot of Street Fighter 4, and they're both, uh, they both follow the scene still. So that's cool. Shout out to them. Yeah. A lot of back weird... at back at Super Arcade, we would occasionally see Tasis's brother Day Nine show up to uh, yeah. the arcade and just hang yeah. out and play. He's just, it's just, so just weird like because um, the guy who created the the, the mobile game Threes, uh, which was a really popular game at one point on the mobile platform, is the son of one of my ex coworkers from my last job, and him and Day Nine. But Day Nine actually lived at my coworker's house with the guy who created Threes. For it was just weird because like I was talking to my coworker, I had no idea, and he started talking about this. And the next time I saw Day Nine, I brought it up to him. He was like, "Whoa, that's weird." <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. Small, Small world, world dude. Small world. Yeah, and yeah, Tasteless was at Evo Japan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually got a chance to talk with him on the on the on his podcast. One year ago, longer than one year. Ugh. All right, that's it for this. Let's move on yeah, to on. a couple things for upcoming events. Just wanted to shout out that there's an event being hosted by Marine Circuit Breaker. Is going to be on March 12th through 13th at Twitch.tv/uyutv for Street Fighter Five. Again, shout out to Marine doing commentary for that. Marine. Indeed. What's That's the circuit breaker? There was also the um, uh, basically we had uh, the Queens of Combat. Obviously, with all the drama, it got rebranded and now uh, run by a bunch of different groups. What was it called now? I forgot what it's called now. I just wanted to no be able to shout that out. Somebody in the chat, like Curly, remember what it's called? I definitely want to just take the time to shout that out because uh, I know a bunch of people are working on that who used to work on the Queens of Combat, including Flexus. Royal Rivals, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Royal. Yep. Royal Rivals Official. Here we go. So it's called the Royal Rivals All Women and Non-Binary Exclusive FGC Tournament Series hosted by the online local. Auric put the Twitter there. You can see twitter.com slash royal rivals. And so, yeah, so Queens of Combat has been rebranded, no longer involving uh, the original person uh, running the event. So there you go. Uh, definitely want to support that. When you mentioned Maureen, uh, that's what I, I thought of that mm. because she definitely is helping with that as well. Mm-hmm. Also, about the Grand Ski Rumble. The Grand Thanks, Ski guys. Rumble. The good old Grand Ski. Yeah, Grand Sky Rumble Ebonic Plagues GBVS event is March 14th at 1 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash Jeff the Hero. Jeff's Twitch channel. He was on the show. Ebonic Plague was on the show last time to officially announce that. And there's a lot of information about it on last week's show. So check it out if you are interested. Yeah, I'm trying to see that if I can March find the, the, the slide that I was given for that. This one right here. Yeah, here we go. Here's the, gra the, the Grand Ski Rumble uh, with all these players doing an exhibition against each other. 16-player, Invitational, Zombie Moo, 2D, Maji, Kizzy K, Rice Boy, Diaphany, etc., etc. All these players here, so... 
I just wanted to be able to say diaphony because everyone calls him diaphone. And, uh, are you, I, I think it's actually pronounced diaphone. I thought I it was diaphone for sure. I think that's how they prefer it to be pronounced. When I talked to, I remember I said it as diaphony on, on stream one time. And I kind of remember they were like in a chat and they were like, you're the only person who's ever pronounced that right. So I always uh, thought of that any too. So, but yeah. I never commentated their mention. I, I think probably he's just diaphone now because that's what everybody calls him, and it's just yeah, like whatever at this point. So kind of like Viscant, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Take so. out what he deserved. Yeah, Viscant's a real weird way to spell that, and also <laughs> a real yeah. weird word. Like, uh, yeah, anyway. like that doesn't right, even move make on it... to the mailbag. Yeah, Viscant doesn't even make any sense. Like C A can't no. be an S sound. Like literally, so it's weird. Well, I mean, it doesn't. It does make sense in some other languages, but I don't oh, know why okay, he would do okay. that. Okay. Anyway, does whatever. I just, it is weird. In conclusion, let's get to the mailbag. All right, important topic right up at the front again mailbag is a set of questions you can ask unrelated to fighting game stuff or can be i guess but you know unrelated that we get to choose which ones we answer unlike the five five where you guys vote so here's good old ryan kasmer oh, who God. asks who would win in a fight number one calvin and hobbs fused together from the teleporter in the fly parentheses 1986 or all seven of Snow White's dwarfs stacked together like Voltron. Thanks to Ryan Kasmer for this mailbag question. Tupperware, who do you got? Uh, Calvin and Hobbes free. That's Why? not even a challenge. Why? Because Calvin and Hobbes a tiger, man. There's a okay. tiger. And become a tiger person against seven dwarves stacked on top of each other. Okay, but it's a real tame tiger. It's not like... It doesn't matter. Also, like, what, he, if, what if it's... Claws. Maybe it's stuffed animal. What do you think about that? Well, maybe it's not like the, the, the tiger that he sees in his head. Hmm. What about that? Look, all I'm going to say is that obviously Dwarftron is going to win... <laughs> Without question, because one, they have the best catchphrase, it's off to work we go, right? I mean, like, that's a sick-ass catchphrase for them. That's his intro. And the, the two, yeah, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go, you know? And then the other problem... <laughs> the rumble. The, the other problem with uh, the Calvin and Hobbes fused together, a.k.a. the fly... Those two can't even cooperate and get along when they're friends and not fused together. If they're fused together, they would be there would be this internal fight between the two forever and they would not be able to get anything accomplished. That's that's basically just how I see it. So well, yeah. well Calvin and Hobbes Calvin's just arguing with himself, right? So if you combine that into himself, it just makes him an even wilder crazier tiger. I don't see how this doesn't work out in his favor. It just depends. It just depends what the rules of this fight are. What if yeah, the yeah. rules of the fight are Calvin Ball, James? What about that? In which case, Calvin's going to win for sure. Also, I will say this. It depends on which Snow White Dwarf ends up being the head. If, the, <laughs> if they form Voltron and it ends up that like Dopey is the head, done. They're done. If it's Sleepy who's the head, no chance. 
But maybe if Doc is the head, I don't know if that's how it's going to be. Maybe that would be helpful. But, you know, wherever Sleepy ends up, he's just maybe he won't useful. be able to walk. Maybe he useful. won't be able to punch. Yeah, that's just not going to be a useful dwarf down there, unfortunately. Better not have an important role. Like, what if it's the like the torso is Sleepy? No way. He's going to fall over for sure. The dwarf Ultron's not going to get anywhere. So what I love about this question is that he says the teleporter in capital the fly 1986 like we didn't know that he was talking about the movie the fly thanks to <laughs> casmer for being super helpful in asking this important question uh, moving on all right and in a question that seems designed to frustrate me specifically rachel uh, artemis asked you have won a prize the prize has two options and you can choose either but not both the first option is a year in Europe with a monthly stipend of $2,000. The second option is 10 minutes on the moon. Which option do you select? I, Terribly assuming, frustrating choice. I'm assuming that, you know, you're safe on the moon. You have a suit and... I think you live. There. Yeah, yeah, like I'm I assuming that everything's positive. It's moon, no question. Moon, no question. I agree. I would agree with that because on my own ability, I'm not getting to the moon. <laughs> if I really exactly. wanted to figure out a way to do it, I might be able to do the Europe thing through my own means. So uh, I would also, because I would, I would want to go to the moon for 10 minutes just so I can go there take out a giant speaker and blast the DuckTales moon theme while on the moon. I think that opportunity would just be too good to pass up. I don't think you can hear it, man. I was going to say, do you think you're going to be able to hear this music? Yeah, it's like you can't hear it. Does it matter? You did it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> did you do it, though? Yeah, does no it one count it. if it doesn't make a noise? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, because there's some sort of space creature out there that can pick up the sound waves and interpret it themselves. That will there's hear no sound it waves. millions of miles away. I don't know. <laughs> there's no sound waves. I mean, the moon itself would make sound waves, I guess, because it's solid, but, you know. Anyway... This is a tough one for me because, on the one hand, I'd love to go to the moon. On the other hand, I'd love a free, what was it, month in Europe? No, it was a year. With a year and year. Imagine, imagine all the cool historical stuff you could see in a year, in a year, where Look, you could man, do whatever if, you wanted. I, I can't do that. I've been to Europe, yes, but I have obligations, and I have to do work, and there's other things going on in my life. If I just an entire year to just traipse around and see every museum on the entire continent. Well, it would be really hard to say no to. But also, the moon would be... Bro, you know how many, like, upper-middle-class to upper-class white kids have taken a year off to travel Europe? You'd be just like them. If you go to the moon, literally, you are untouchable. Who can say that they've experienced that? Okay, well, no. I have actually spent seven months in Europe. 
like I said, upper, upper I'm doing nothing. Middle, middle <laughs> upper class white kids, or Jewish in this case, getting to backpack across Europe. That's not. That's nothing new. Going I to the did, moon is. I'm going to the moon. I did. I did study abroad in both Paris and London. That's true. Yeah, going See, to the here moon. Here we go. You're just living living example. Putting the headphones into my ears. And I'm playing the DuckTales moon theme on the moon. That is happening for sure. Honestly, though, I mean, to be able to look at the Earth from the moon. Like, I feel this way whenever I go to the ocean. You look at the ocean and you realize on the other side of the ocean are other countries and everything. And it's just one of those things that puts your life into perspective and your place in the universe into perspective. If I have the ability to go to the moon and stare at the earth from the moon. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that changes a man. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like yeah. that's the kind of thing that you do that, and then you you just understand the world a lot more. Because I don't know. It's like, it's, ah, uh, I, I couldn't pass it up. I honestly couldn't. Yeah, I don't think, I'm with James. There's no way. There's the answer, no way I'm passing up the moon. The answer is definitely moon. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. It's moon. Okay. Glad we glad we brought you to the moon side. Okay, here's a follow up by Adam, aka the Keats on Twitter, who Jesus. asks, here's a monkey pause question. You get to win every tournament you enter for the next year, starting when live events start again. But during that time, a current top player, chosen at random, will take over your Twitter the entire time and post whatever they want. No one will know the deal happened or that you are not in control of your Twitter, or why you are suddenly on a hot streak. No way. No way now. Am I letting some random person post <laughs> tweets for me? But some top players are real cool fellas. Yeah, so I, I'm not saying that they wouldn't, but say a top player gets real mad at you, right? And they get a hold of your account. This son of a bitch has been winning every event. I'm just going to tweet out a gamer word. Looks like I can't go to events anymore. That's a terrible deal. That That's is actually, a terrible, terrible deal. It's a great point. Yeah, screw that noise. No way, man. That's a great point. I mean, honestly, like, I, I'm kind of past that point where I want to win everything because, you know, I just, that's not my goal anymore. It would be nice because, uh, you know, I, I'd like to be a, a strong player and that's, that's the goal that, eventually got me into this position that I'm in because I wanted to be the best. Um, but at the same time, it wouldn't feel like I earned it. And I just don't feel like that's worth it. You know, like if, if I made this deal and I was winning tournaments all the time because of the deal and I didn't even have, like I could purposely try to kill myself at tournaments and for some reason that would cause Faust to throw seven meteors in a row and I would win for that reason, you know, like, I don't know, like that would be empty to me. Like, and then after the year is over, you'd be garbage again, or at least I would be garbage again. And like, I don't know, like that's just not worth it to me. I, oh no, my forget God, it. forget it. I just realized how this can't win an Evo. <laughs> oh man sorry Jay damn <laughs> sorry Jay I had to as soon as you said good for one year and then garbage come on man that was, yeah, was, good that was the one hit one man, man. I, love Jay. I love Jay I love Jay 
The disrespect well, well, well. to Vissant. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I wouldn't do this either for both of your reasons. You guys both brought up the reasons that I was going to say. On the one hand, I don't want somebody else in control of my Twitter. Not because I'm worried that they're going to like do the gamer word or whatever other horrible crap. I, I just... That's like something that I have made from myself and I like it and I don't want to give it up. And on the other side, for I guess similar reasons really, I wouldn't want to have something, I wouldn't want to have magic make me good because then I haven't made it for myself. And like what's just each of those wins, I probably would have fun, but it wouldn't, wouldn't have anything like the same meaning and it wouldn't for feel sure. right. So yeah, if you know you can't lose, it's not as fun. Yeah, yeah. Not into it as much. I don't know who that All guy right. was, but he got a weird weird question. The last one. At Game for the Stars, when you spike a controller because of a bad game, do you go for accuracy, aka missing the bystanders, or power, aka destroying the device, or destructive capability, aka causing other destruction with the impact? What do you focus on, James? Uh, 100% uh, combining accuracy and power. I okay. definitely would want to destroy the device that I'm spiking, uh, but I wouldn't want to hurt anybody else. It's interesting because sometimes, I mean, maybe I wouldn't want to destroy the device I'm spiking. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say because I've definitely broken joysticks by punching them before. Um but, uh, yeah, probably accuracy and power. I don't want to destroy anything else that other than the thing that I'm trying to damage, though. I don't want to hurt anybody else or anything else. So, there you go. I did one time... I, I just told Tupperware this, how, how random. I did one time hammer fist through the plate of a stick. I was really mad. This was some years ago. Many years ago, I guess. But I did do that once. And it didn't feel good. I don't mean physically. I mean, like, I was more angry afterward than I would have been if I hadn't done that. Because <laughs> now my stick's broken. <laughs> it was, like, even worse. <laughs> you know, if I had just, like, chilled out for half of a second, it wouldn't have been nearly as bad. So I would say I would just go for accuracy. I don't want to go for power because that makes it even worse for me. I would be more mad. I definitely wouldn't want to go for hitting anything else or whatever. What was the final category destructive capability causing other destruction nah that's hilarious if it was like a cartoon or whatever but i'm not gonna do that in real life no way no way also i like that this is implying that we're playing with little controllers i got a big old stick man yeah i was gonna say i, was gonna say I, I don't have an opinion on power i don't I, whatever I, but one time i did take a baseball bat to my arcade stick dang yeah, it was broken. It was very broken, and I was just sick of it being broken. So I took it outside, and I took a bat to it. Like, like office space. You office-spaced it, <laughs> I yeah. office-spaced an arcade stick, yeah. Wow. God, that must have okay, felt did good. You have a, what, what music was playing at the time? Um, Probably, like, Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah, that was, that was probably what was That was your soundtrack at the time, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That must have felt yeah. good, though, cool. man. I've never actually had the fortune to destroy something with a baseball bat like that, and God, that would feel good. Because I know, I know that there's a lot of those. I mean, I came up with this idea like 15 years ago to come up with the businesses where you could just go in there if you're pissed off and break things, 
and they've actually made those businesses. And I need yeah. to visit one of those one of these days next time I play some fighting games online so I can just go and break stuff, dude. That would, I don't know about you, but that would definitely make me more angry. That, you don't you think that you would make you less angry? Where you just break more stuff and you just get angrier the whole time? Here's my experience with that. Yeah. When I used to be in competitive sports, I did martial arts and hockey and whatever, basketball, it's football. Yes. If I got into those situations, I got more and more angry progressively. I got, as a result, I led my league in penalty minutes, as I've said before. I got kicked out of a martial arts competition for being too aggressive one time. Uh, so, yeah, I the more like the more I am expressing being angry, the angrier I get. Definitely. Yeah. For me, it's, it's definitely the, a feedback loop. For me, it's the complete opposite. When I was a child, I I mean, I still have a terrible temper, but like compared to when I was a little kid. I mean, I got mad at everything. I was just known for losing anything and I would be super mad. I would get super, I would cry and get angry and I would break things and I would punch walls and things like that. Yet when I wasn't in temper, I was like the happiest person ever. People always knew me as like this happy, friendly, super, you know, joyous person. The more I've called my temper, the higher my depression has gotten because hmm. I just bottle up all this negative energy now and it just kind of sits in me and just kind of festers. And so, uh, yeah, I need that kind of release a lot of the time. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So. There you it's, quite, go. it's just a quite a different perspective. I, I like. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't. I don't rage out really. Yeah, <laughs> I rarely most, do it myself. The most I'll do is like punch my stick half-heartedly and be angry for a bit, and then I just turn off the game and walk away. <laughs> like, I had. I, I don't know. Man. I don't have much of a temper. Like if I'm pissed off, it's usually for good reason, and it's not. Yeah. Not going to be video games, or if it is, it's like a very small outburst, and then I'm I'm done. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I've I've basically raged at games my whole entire life. Like I said, the very first time I ever played checkers with my dad and my brother, I played with my dad and he beat me. I had never played checkers before. And I got so mad, I flipped the board and I started crying. Like, I, I didn't even know what gaming was or what. I just knew I lost and I was so upset about it that I flipped the board. And I still, my brother tells me, like, him and my dad, like, looked at each other like, what just happened? Like, it was such a shock to them that I got this mad and I've been that way my whole life. <laughs> so. I got really upset in my first competition loss, which was for the, um school district-wide spelling bee championship, uh -huh. which I got second place at, and I got really sad and I cried, and a picture of me crying was actually in the newspaper the next day. <laughs> my, mom, my mom and dad still have that newspaper. <laughs> uh, they should frame that. That should be like the first thing they see. Can we scan that? Home. Can we scan the Can I don't next know, time you in go retrospect, home? like, now, now I'm like an adult, like, what adult made the decision to take this like nine-year-old kid <laughs> crying? Put him, it wasn't it, front page or anything. Like, like, you're telling me you wouldn't do that, David. I feel like you would be the exact no. person to post that picture. No, no. And then you put like some fart waves behind him, dude. Please, fart waves, maybe, but yeah, please not find the, that. Not the crying. Please find that. So yeah, like the chat says, I can actually scan uh, it and turn it into an emote. Have the crying David kid. An emote. emote. Oh wow. 
man. What, I a, mean, what a time. I cried the very first Spelling Bee I lost, too. Yeah, so... I got third place out of three people. <laughs> oh, dang. It taught me a You're lot, right. though, because... I was asked to spell a word and I just didn't even think about it. I just like spouted letters. And when I got to the end, I was like, what word was I spelling? And I just said the wrong letter and I was like, what? And so like, that's what allowed me to win the other spelling bee in the fourth grade. That was in the first grade. In the fourth grade, I was able to win the spelling bee. And that was the one that my dad said that if I won, he would buy me an NES. So uh, I got an NES for that. Yes. Yeah, I was sitting there like... Two years ago, this kid couldn't win shit. I got his money <laughs> yeah. in the bank. Yep. No way he's winning. My dad was not happy about that, for sure. He was like, I wish I never made this promise, dude. <laughs> Dang. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for the mailbag. You guys. All right. Thanks for joining us as per usual. Heard him? Are you birding them? I'm birding them. It's very quiet. cheese. I had some prunes. I had some oranges. I had some crackers. I had some almonds. It was a nice little meal for myself today. You guys can hear the bird now? Huh? Can you guys hear the bird or is the bird too quiet? Nope, I'm unaware of birding. Oh, dang. Okay, let me do... If you're hearing a bird, thanks a lot for hanging out. Okay, I'm going to re-bird people again. There you go. Now you can. Nope. There it is. Heard him. All right.